coming up on episode 100B of Pixel Guy Den. The 100th episode celebration continues with a mega game show. The top 50 16-bit games of all time. We have some more listener letters. Many more not-so-quick questions. And even a visit from the evil gnome. As usual, the guys catch up. Cody talks about smells and pointy things. And Tim keeps breaking vintage gear. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you are back listening to Pixel Guide and episode 100, part B. <laughs> so, so, such a sexy name. 100B slash 2B. My name is Cody Hoffman. I'm Eric Nelson. And if you're looking for retro video games and retro inf- inspired video game talk, you're here in the right place. Normally, but on episode 100 here, we're just going to talk about ourselves. Uh, this is the second part of a two-part episode, being episode 100, because that's a special day for us. It's a special number. It is a special number. 100, nice and round, three digits, wonderful. All kinds of good stuff. So hopefully you listened to our show that came out on February the 15th, where we covered the A portion of the show. Uh, we had some some pretty cool things going on there, including Eric's uh, Patreon supporter questions and hangout session. We covered the best of the best, all the best things that we've covered since we started the Pixel Guide In show roughly five years ish ago. Um, we had some a whole bunch of questions we answered. We had some listener letters. We had the news. We had a rockin' Patreon song. Yes, we did. But you're going to hear that one again this episode because it's so good you got to hear it twice. Um, if you hadn't heard it, it's because we, uh, we, we rocked out, uh, when Tim joined us, there's three of us in this room together. Uh, now we're all remote again. And, uh, we pulled out the acoustic guitar and decided to sing a lovely little tune for all of you patron subscribers who give us the monies. And, um, it was well received. So I decided to kick it up a notch and make it rockin'. Uh, so feel free to give me some feedback on that. And, um... Let's cover what we got going on this episode, Eric. Yeah. Starting off this with ep- some quick questions again. Um, we have some listener letters. So last show, I asked everyone to go ahead and send us some things that you might want us to read. Or if you want to do some audio stuff, put that into an audio format and send it on the show. And we will be reading those today. Um, also, Eric and I are going to enjoy some more beers, as we always do. And while we are good and fuzzy in the head, we'll read some not-so-quick questions. <laughs> um, which uh, the listeners of the show have also sent us to answer. And these can be everything from video game to non-video game related questions, Eric. Right. Uh, well, I think one said, what color are your boxers? Oh, well, it varies from day to day. Hmm. But they are not briefs. They are um, not. They are not. <laughs> We've got a mega game show that Tim is going to put on with us when he joins us shortly here. I'm not sure what makes it mega, but we're going to find out shortly. I don't know if it's just bigger. 
I don't know if it's an audio audio visual thing. I don't know if we're going to get like questions asked by the stars. Hmm. But it's mega, whatever it is. We're going to catch up as we usually do um, on what we've been up to, and then, backed by popular demand, we're doing a top fifty where all three of us are going to argue bracket style, tournament bracket, double elimination tournament style over which games are going to win each battle until we dub the top 50 16-bit games of all time, not including handhelds. Right. 16-bit home console system games of all time. That's all coming up here on episode 100B of Pixel Gaiden. But real quick, we'd like to tell everyone about uh, the network we are included with. Uh, Right, Eric? What can you tell the fine people? So we are on the Amigos Retro Gaming Network that includes such luminaries as... Luminaries. The Amigos, uh, which is uh, Aaron and... Boat of Car Schaller? (laughs) Boat of Car... Well, I knew that. Aaron and Boat of Car Schaller. I was trying to remember his... John. John. (laughs) I was trying to remember his... I knew it was Boat, but I couldn't remember his real name. That's pretty sad. Um, but John, Bodokart, Schaller, yeah, yeah. And when the ARG presents, where they spin the wheel, make the deal, there's Sprite Castle. There is uh, Sinclair. I forget the name of the show. And I'm a supporter of that Our show. Sinclair. Our Sinclair. Yeah, that's right. Our Sinclair. Um, and a lot, so they do so much content over there. They have a YouTube channel you can check out. Uh, they have a thing called Amigos TV, which they show a lot of streaming and stuff on. I don't know. Those guys are working around the clock to provide you content. So go check them out. And a big shout out to Rob Flack O'Hara and the Brent as well, who absolutely are hosting some of those shows. Awesome. Eric, let's start episode 100 part B off. Right. Before we even get into quick questions, which is always the first thing we do. Yeah. Let's get some, let's get some liquor in us. Yeah. Let's lubricate this. (laughs) Let's lubricate this. So I want to pull out, um, we're going to do another beer, this one right yeah. here. That we, that. So you said we've already had this before. I don't think I've had this with you. I don't think you have. I think I may have had it, and then in one of those episodes where we drank different beers, so I bet you haven't had that one yet. Oh, dang. Uh-oh, uh-oh. What I, happened, I don't have a, I don't. I, I don't have a bottle opener. Hold on. <laughs> You're always Ooh, the one that makes fun get... of me because I don't have a bottle opener. Are you sure you don't have one, really? No, no, I'm usually the one that doesn't have one. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wait, I do have one in my bag. Let me grab one. Hold on. You are a liar. Take me a second here. And a harlotin. Well, I've got my uh, Boy Scouts of America pocket knife here to open my bottle of beer. It is actually a bottle this time. Typically, the beers we drink do not come in bottles, so I can see why Eric would not be prepared. That's what caught me off guard. But yeah, I forgot I had this multi-tool. See, this thing looks like a snowflake. Ah, there you go. But it's got a bottle opener somewhere in this in this mess here. So, so this beer we're drinking, yeah. Uh, if we if we had this before, if I had this before, I didn't realize it at the time. But Eric, I just got back. And we talked about it a few. Well, not just got back, but a few months back, my wife and I for her birthday went to New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh yeah, and this is where Abita's from. Yeah, this stuff was in every bar. Not this, not Turbo Dog though. Okay. Um, they had their main one is Abita Amber, which is just like a delicious everyday beer. That's what everyone drinks over there. It's they also great. have yeah, they have um, Purple Haze, which is a really good hazy. Yep, they I've had, had a strawberry beer, which was disgusting, but like every bar had it. And oh, it's good. I like it. I don't like it, but I've not had this Turbo Dog Brown Ale. 
and it's great. It is. It, well, I mean, I'm not going to give it away. We'll rate it since you haven't had it before. Let's do a proper rating on this. But uh, yeah, this is uh, one I've had many times. It's called Turbo Dog by Abita. It is uh, 5.6 alcohol by volume. So that's pretty good. It is a common Turbo Dog is a dark brown ale brewed with pale caramel and chocolate malts and Willamette hops. Oh, the Willamettes. <laughs> Yep. This combination gives the brew its rich body and color and a sweet chocolate toffee-like flavor. I love toffee. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Turbo Dog, it's got a brown and yellow kind of themed label going on in a 16-ounce brown bottle or 12-ounce brown bottle. With dark, sinister eyes on it. In the it dark. does. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Oh. That is good. That is very good. Yes. It's a little more stouty than a typical brown. It's actually got a little more um, in a good way. Ooh, I like that. It's got a rich flavor. I, I, I do enjoy this one from time to time. Uh, my wife likes it a lot, too. Um, it's, it is a brown ale. Yeah, you're right. It has a, a kind of a more rich, rich toffee and chocolatey flavor to it. But it's definitely tastes thicker than it actually is yeah good 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 so you know we have to rate this out of 100 and a half episodes to pick the guide in yes <laughs> 100 b episode. 100 b 100 um, and a half out of 100 and a half mm-hmm. let me get some yeah let me get some nose notes <clears throat> yes yes i like what it's done there open it up with a bit of a swirl here I really enjoy this. It's one. a very a very flat beer. There's not a the the head died very quickly. Yeah, it's That's good. It's hearty. For brown ales. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's hearty. Um, yeah, this one's solid. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. Give it 84 B out of 100 B. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking right around 82. So yeah, I think we're I think we're right in the same ballpark. Perfect. 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 Yogurt. All right, moving on to the next part of our show. We're going to jump into some quick questions while drinking our beers. Excellent. Quick questions. All right, Eric, I think you've got the first quick question for us today here from Pajaco6502. Yep. Are there any games over the last 100 episodes that A, and he divides this A and B, which is kind of the theme here. Yeah, that's you a good, disliked, good point. you disliked, but have grown to like. So you want to take these one at a time? Sure. Yeah, let's just take them one at a time. So, are there any games over the last one hundred episodes that you disliked but have grown to like? Disliked but have grown to. I probably should have thought about this ahead of time. <laughs> do you have an Do you have an answer already, Eric? Uh, man, it. I have a hard time remembering what I had for lunch yesterday, much less like the last 100 games we played. But if I if I can, I would like to say I, I'd like to morph this into more of a genre question. I've started to enjoy more games that have puzzle elements and timers. I'm not wow. saying I'm a, wow. I'm not saying I'm a fan of them. I'm not saying I'm a fan of them, but. We have dug out some pretty decent games where that is an element I don't mind as much, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't ruin the game for you. 
Yeah, I mean, I played that uh, the Yoshi's Cookie one from just a couple episodes ago, or maybe an episode okay. ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and I liked that one. I thought that one was good. That's more of an action puzzler, though. So that's I've I've always liked those falling block puzzler. Um, disliked, but have grown to like. I, that's one I got to really think about. Do you have anything in mind? For me, it's it's the same kind of a thing as you. The, the genre. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I think most of my mind fall into the other camp of B. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> well, let me let me go. Let's move on to B, and then I'll see if I can't think of an A because I don't want to be a negative person here. But okay, so let's start with let's go with B. Liked originally, but now wish nothing but bad things upon it. That's rough. <laughs> that is a rough. I don't way know to if I hate it. a game that much. Um, For me, the big anti epiphany. Okay. Came, came more or less last episode, even though it has been in my subconscious for a few years now. Mm-hmm. I thought that I loved beat 'em ups, and I don't. You really don't. <laughs> I don't. Oh, like, they're some of my favorites. Playing them with somebody next to me once through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it, to me, it's almost like playing a, a mediocre movie. It's like eh, it was worth watching it once, but I'm done with it. I don't need to. T- I'm not going to recommend it to anybody. And so it's, it, I'm not going to do it by, by myself. They they bore me by themselves. But if uh, now I have one exception to that, now I think about that. But anyways, uh, playing it with somebody couch co-op makes it fun. But it's more about us like ribbing each other and laughing about things. And uh, it's just kind of about playing through the game and seeing the game. But then you're done with it. I don't know. So for me, it's it's kind of beat em ups. OK, beat em ups. God, this is how I liked originally, but wish nothing but bad things on. So liked originally. And I guess they could do, I, for me, I'll, I'll put it into an actual game. I'm going to say Final Fight. Because when I was a kid, yeah, that game was amazing. It blew my mind. I got to be Cody. I got to be Cody, and I am Cody. Um, and beat up all these bad guys and, and random, you know, 80-pound women who just happen to have, like, brass <laughs> knuckles and pur- purple yep. hair. Um, and that was just completely acceptable. And, uh, and now when I play that game, it's just, like, so repetitive and boring. Yeah. I do have one for this, and I just thought of it, um, and I don't know why this didn't come to my mind instantly, but when I was a kid, I loved text adventures, and oh. to, a, to a more like refined degree, I liked uh, the, the um, point-and-click adventures. Yeah. And I've tried to get into them in modern times, and I just can't. I even got a modern one, Thimbleweed Park, which is yeah. pretty modern, and I, I played for about... 15 minutes and just i was like this isn't for me interesting i think it was back in the day when you didn't have as much time yeah and i think also part of it is knowing that you can go on the internet and just find the answers but you're like purposely trying not to do that yeah so it like you're like i don't have to be sitting here grinding my head against the wall trying to figure out how to get past this part i could look it up but then there's no game here yeah so i think modern conveniences have kind of i don't want to say ruined that genre but um Yep. Okay. Okay. See if I can so find something. Going I, back to A now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try. If you can't answer, it, you can't answer it. I, I don't I think do, I can I answer. Think it. I, I think I do have an answer. You disliked, but I've grown to like. Um, I really didn't like a lot of turn-based RPG games that you had to grind a lot. Okay. Um, I just I did not like. I said if things start getting repetitive, I don't play the game anymore. Um, 
but I've kind of started to outgrow that with more modern games like uh, Yeez. Like there's a lot of gr- there was grinding yeah. in the in Lacrimosa of Dana, um, which I played. What was it like a couple years ago now? Um, I, I I started to develop a better appreciation for those games. So uh, okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that like the grindy turn based RPGs. All right, I have an answer as well now, and I okay. guess this is very sweeping. So I guess this is a big answer, but. Yeah, um, I think I even said it when I started mm-hmm. on the show. There's a lot of things that when I started on the show, I basically said, you know, pretty much NES and better. I'm not going to enjoy any archaic stuff pre NES. You know, I had I even had an Atari as a kid, and I had a hard time enjoying a lot of the Atari 2600 games. Yeah, and then you were talking about the Commodore and these computers that played more archaic stuff, and and. Uh, I just couldn't find the the joy in them okay. at the time. Yeah, and now I have half the systems I have are pre NES, <laughs> and yeah. I find joy in them. Now, to be fair, most of the games that I play on them are modern games on old systems. But like playing the games on the Intellivision, uh, finding like just bizarre, you know, um, action games on these old systems that are just chunky and funky because that's the way they make, could make a game back then. And I've yeah. learned to love those weird idiosyncrasies of those old games, you know? Yeah. Uh, and there so. are diamonds in the rough with that. I mean, Oh, there's a ton of games. There's nine to 10 games. I, I you know, I won't, I won't enjoy it. It's the 10th one that keeps me coming back. And, and you, you've, you've grabbed the Tosex, right? Those are the big giant libraries of like all the games for that platform, like the Tosex for C64, the Tosex yep. for MSX, whatever. If you do that, if you grab, especially the Commodore 64 one, you just randomly go and throw a dart and try to play any game in that list. Yeah, don't it's going to be, it's going to be bad. It's going to be <laughs> yeah. horrible. They, that, you know, the Commodore 64 had tens of thousands of games and tens of thousands of them were horrible. Yeah. Yeah. There literally is like not that many that are really super good. And and I'm talking about a platform that's my favorite. I love this. Per, oh, yeah, percentage wise. But by the numbers, you still get a lot Correct. of good games. <laughs> yeah. But there are so many exactly. bad games on there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Next quick question here comes from Mitsuyama. I'm saying it the way Tim sends it in the song. Um, what percentage of your gaming time is spent playing retro games compared to playing modern games? It also has a caveat. How do you how you define modern is up to you. Okay. So let's answer that first. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm literally gonna throw a number on here. So like this month, I didn't play a lot of retro games because we were doing a special 100 episodes and we were like we didn't have the battle of the systems. We didn't have six good games, so I didn't play a lot of retro games. So it was, pro- but I did play some. So I'm going to say like this month, it was like probably 80, 20, like 80% modern games. Cause I played a lot of modern games this month, 20% no, but on a typical pixel guide month where we're doing two episodes and we're doing that, I'm going to say it's probably 70, nah, six, Maybe 60, 40, 60 retro and 40 modern, modern. Okay. And that, flu- that does fluctuate. Of course, when I get a new game, I'm really digging like on the, on the PC or on the switch that'll fluctuate. But for the most part, I think it's about 60, 40. Gotcha. 
So yeah, it's, it's hard to game this one because I'm the same way. I'll go back and forth. I usually try to have a game or two going that's on one of my modern consoles that I'm playing through. Yeah. But I really enjoy my time playing the retro stuff. Um, now, when I answer the second question, it's going to mix it up, but we haven't asked it yet, so I won't get there yet. But I would say, and, and what makes it really hard, too, is most of the modern stuff I'm playing is like retro-inspired, so it's made to be like a 16-bit or 8-bit type title. Right. Yep. So I'm just going to split it right in half and say it's probably about 50-50. Sometimes it'll be one or the other. Yeah. Now, question number two, I'll answer it first because I'm ready to. How would this be different if you didn't produce the show? Yeah. This is where I think it's, it, it's going to be opposite of what you might think. I think I'd be playing a lot more retro if it was not for this show. Okay. And I think the reason is if I'm over here at this house playing where all my retro systems are, I feel like I need to be playing the games for the show. So to a point, they become almost a chore. I hate to put it that way, but sometimes they become a chore, especially if it's not a game I like. Yeah. Um, and at that point, my respite is to go to the other, my, 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 my family home over there and play modern stuff, modern games on modern systems, even though a lot of those are retro-inspired. Um, I honestly find myself very often going, man, I wish I could just get past these games for the show because I found they have like a list of like 20 retro games I want to try. I want to play them. But I can't oh, let okay. myself play them until I do the homework. And yeah. if I'm not loving the homework, then I can't, then I don't do the homework. <laughs> yeah. And therefore I don't play any other retro games. Yeah. So I actually play more modern games because of the show, if that makes sense. And we don't, we don't honestly have the luxury of making sure every retro game we play is great. And oftentimes it's more entertaining for the show when we play games that aren't great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's just that's just the truth of it when we talk about what we don't like about particular games. But so what would this be different if uh, would how would this be different if you didn't produce the show? I think it would be different for me. I, I think one one genre that I think you captured in what you said that I really love now is retro inspired games. I I love going on Steam paying 6 bucks seven bucks grabbing a vampire survivors and playing that for hours and hours and hours. Yep. I do not get into triple a titles hardly at all. Um, yes, I do occasionally once in a while, but honestly not right now I don't have a platform to play those on. Um, I mean the switch and the steam deck are the highest I have. And on my steam deck, I don't have any triple a titles other than maybe the witcher, yep. you know, witcher three. Um, but other than that, I have Vampire Survivors and those kind of retro-inspired games. So I could see me playing more of those style games, but I'd still play retro. I might flip those numbers that I had, 40% retro, 60% modern, but those modern titles would be retro-inspired, you know, $5 Steam games. I mean, I, yep. that's just what I like playing. They, I, th- I find them a lot more interesting. Yeah. And I feel like you can finish a game in 5 to 10 hours usually. Yeah, 5 to 10 hours and and... They're I, honestly, I think they're just better made. I, I, the whole Call of Duty genre where it's like it's first person shooter and that's all it is. That's all that is out these days. I mean, there's not a lot of you, you know what I mean. And it takes I mean, two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, maybe that one's different. Cool. All that's right. That that is Thank that. You. That's it for quick questions. So let's go ahead and see if anybody has sent us anything in the mail with a section we're going to call. Listener letters. 
Actually, Eric, I think we need to come up with some sort of a introduction for listener letters. Yes. Since we always come up with something on the spot. So I'll, I'll, pu- I'll play it now, Eric, but I'm going to play something romantic right now. <laughs> okay. And Sounds I just good. want you to like a breathy whisper into the microphone. Okay. Listener letters. Okay. <laughs> listener letters. Nice. No, that reminds <laughs> me of like when I was a kid, you'd stay up late on a, to watch silk stockings on Cinemax when <laughs> <laughs> I barely remember that. <clears throat> Anyways, family show. Yeah. All right. We have some listeners who decided to write in completely of their own accord, not because we asked people to. (laughs) (laughs) We asked. (laughs) We did ask. However, we did say you can be as mean as you want or say whatever you want. And these all, I I believe, are fairly nice. I did not. I I actually, I read the first two because they're very short, but the second two looked very long and I want live reactions to tape here. But we want to thank all of our listeners for, of course, supporting the show in many different ways and these listeners in particular for writing their thoughts and, and providing them to us. So Eric, do you want to take the first one there? It's a short, but sweet. Sure. So this one's from Jason Holland. Uh, he, he says, congratulations on episode 100. It took me time to get used to the length of the episodes. When I first started listening, <laughs> you guys are now my number one podcast each month. Jason Holland. Oh, Very nice. There we go. I'll take number one. Now, he didn't specify number one in which category. He just said right. number one pocket. That's my favorite advertising trick. We are the number one mattress distributor in the United States. Number one <laughs> at what exactly? Exactly. Now, you know, um, to, to just, you know, I, I personally can understand why people would have a problem with long Oh, podcast yeah. episodes. Uh, of course, I can sympathize with them, but I, I guess, and maybe I listen to podcasts differently. They don't bother me as much because you can really, it, at least for me in the pod catcher that I use, you can just pause it and then come back to it when you get back in the car or back on your walk or whatever you're yeah. doing. So I, it never bothered me when I was listening to long episodes, but I, I, I get it. I get it. And especially when ours were yeah. six hours long, that was pretty rough. Well, these are we only had a couple that were went over I think four hours. Okay. But uh yeah, I think we got close to five once, but anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. And we agree with you, but we enjoy talking too much to shorten them too much longer. But uh keep in mind everyone, we have show notes, which means you can go down there and skip past the parts you don't enjoy, the parts that you find are boring. Like every time uh I talk. <laughs> <laughs> you can just pass me up. Um hop right to Eric's Corner and Tea Time with Tim. Uh, next one here is from Josh Malone for 48K Ram, Ram, Ram. Excuse me, I got a little burpee. That's okay. It says, well done, Eric, Cody, and Tim. I read that right, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Tim. Uh, a wonderful milestone to be sure, but the enjoyment I've gotten from it over the crappy past uh, years is the best part. So thank you, Josh, for sending that in. Some of these were just in the Discord, and I think he was just saying a lot of these guys were just saying nice things to us, not realizing that we're going to consider them listener letters and put them on the air, but we did. (laughs) So that was uh, that was Josh, and uh, thank you, Josh, for everything you've done for the show and all the videos that you've been a part of when uh, when when Eric did his his Eric takes and things like that. Um, 
quick questions and everything else you've, you've given us to riff on. So we really appreciate you. And uh, one of these days we're going to get over to Virginia and see there's like a, there's like a, a good amigos and pixel guide and crew over there that we need to just catch up with. Absolutely. That would be a blast. Um, you got this next one here. Sure. So this one is from uh, one of the amigos, Aaron, amigo, Aaron. No, no, he, no. That's I'm reading that one. There's one here from. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, there's. I, I got you. I'll get that one then. Okay, so never mind. We'll get that one next. So this one uh, was from the internet, and it starts out this way. One of the standout features of Pixel Guide and Retro Gaming Podcast is the host's extensive knowledge and passion for retro gaming. Ooh, I like that. Mm. They discuss a wide range of topics related to retro gaming from classic consoles and games to lesser-known titles and hardware. What sets this podcast apart is the host's ability to engage the listeners and make them feel like part of the conversation. They have a natural chemistry that makes for an enjoyable listening experience. Their banter is lively and entertaining, and they always manage to keep the discussion on track. We are quite banterful. Yeah. Another great aspect of the Pixel Guiden podcast is the production value. The audio quality is top-notch, and the hosts have a knack for incorporating sound oh. effects. And music to enhance the listening experience. Yogurt. This person's an expert. <laughs> yogurt. Yogurt. <laughs> the podcast also features regular segments such as game reviews, news, and updates, and interviews with industrial ex- ind- industrial industry experts and retro gaming enthusiasts. These segments add variety to the show and keep things interesting. Overall, the Pixel Guide and Retro Gaming Podcast is a fantastic resource for anyone who loves retro gaming. The host's passion and expertise shine through in every episode, and their entertaining banter and production value make for an engaging listening experience. I highly recommend this podcast to anyone looking to delve into the world of retro gaming. As from Hal Deckard. Now, I have to say, that sounded more like a review. It did. <laughs> than a listener letter, but I guess we'll take, we take reviews as well. Exactly. We'll Especially take anything. positive, which most of that sounded pretty positive to me. That did. Sounded great. Thank you, Hal. Um, so I will read Amigo Aaron's. And of course, Amigo Aaron is uh, one of two of the Amigos, as well as one of four. I don't know how that, my math is bad. One of six, if I guess if we say the entire Amigo. One of seven. I'm going to stop counting. <laughs> He's one of, one of the fellows as a uh, part of the Amigo uh, retro gaming network. Um, he's also in ARG presents with the Brent. Yep. Um, and he said he, he saw our post and had to chime in. So we did post on our discord that we were hoping that people might want to write something that we could read on air. So he did. Uh, so I'm gonna make sure we get the, uh, the emotional music back up here. And Aaron says, I don't recall how I found out about PG originally. I'm sure Eric mentioned it on our Discord or something. I have heard every episode from the very beginning. Never in all the years of listening to a zillion podcasts has one show drawn so many different emotions from me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure what, well, I guess we'll find out shortly. Um, Anger, seething anger, (laughs) fist shaking, wrecked the car anger. And I'm sure other emotions as well. I guess so many emotions you can't remember any of the other ones. Just anger. Got it. <laughs> Honestly, I knew from the first episode you guys were onto a winner. 
the three of you are smart, friendly, guy down the street types. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of a jerk sometimes, you know, but it's cool. <laughs> um, and that comes through the speakers. I can safely say if it wasn't for Pixel Gaiden, I'd have no idea what was going on in the modern scene. Yeah, that's one thing we bring to the to the network, I guess, the modern stuff. Yeah. Um, or on the Switch. PG is my lifeline to the current world of gaming. Your coverage of new games for retro systems is also a treasure. Tim's Tea Time segments are right up my alley. Um, up the wazoo. I added that. Cody added that part. <laughs> uh, I do enjoy a a deep dive, it says. Ooh, a deep yep. dive. And then there are the beer segments. It's funny. I give zero craps about beer. <laughs> yeah. But even those segments are amusing to me, especially if it's a particularly horrid beer. You should book more bad beers, by the way. Well, last year we, we did quite a few. I, I think Yeah, we I did. That went well. Uh, yeah. You know what? Maybe in honor of Aaron, um, by the way, we still have more to read. In honor of Aaron, we should... Uh, on our next show, try to find a beer that we both have to try to drink and see if we can't pick, um, uh, if we can't beat Howling Gourds Ugh. as far as how bad it is. Yeah, I think I could, if I really did hunt, I bet I could find some pretty bad beers. We should I try, mean, I, we should try to do one for each other and, you know, maybe we don't yeah, have to do it every, like, maybe one an episode or something, but yeah, maybe we'll, we'll try that moving forward. <clears throat> when I found you, you when I found out you guys were officially joining the Amigos Network, man, I was so happy. I'd been pushing PG on boat forever. <laughs> well, thank you, Aaron. <laughs> and yeah. it's been a pleasure to be associated with your fine show. I think it's the perfect fit. Now, I do think it is a great fit. I do think uh, we need to do uh, we need to we do need to do more mashups. We did a couple the first year. I think Boat and Aaron helped put those together. Quite honestly, we didn't do much to uh, to continue that tradition from on, on our end. So we need to make that happen. I, I would love to do that. That would be a lot of fun. With all that said, now it's time for me to set you guys straight. Galaga isn't just good. It's classic. <laughs> time Pilot 84 is an abomination. <laughs> it killed the franchise much like Blue Max 2001. Bubble Bobble isn't in my top 50 arcade games of all time much less number one. Not while Donkey frickin' Kong, he didn't say frickin' Kong. He also <laughs> didn't say the other word. He said uh, an abbreviation. Yep. Uh, while Donkey Kong is still walking around. That's true. We don't have Donkey Kong on our, on that. We, it didn't make our top 50. Yeah, which the is Undisputed weird. arcade games, top 50 of all time did not include Donkey Kong. You are correct. Yeah. He said, uh, the Jaguar, and I have one, it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> I've renewed my anger medication. So here's to another 100 episodes of Pixel Guide In. Yay. Beautiful. Now, cheers, Aaron. Thank you. For... Cheers, my friend. Yes. I'm, I've got a delicious Coors Light on me right now. <laughs> um, no, I like, I can, I can understand his thoughts on Galaga and I can understand his thoughts on Time Pilot 84. But to not include Bubble Bobble in top 50 arcade games. <laughs> That that's an amazing game. Here's my issue. Everyone calls me out on Galaga. Yeah. And I completely agree with exactly what he said. He says Galaga isn't just good. Well, to me, it's it is just good. It's not bad. It's just good. He says it isn't just good. It's classic. No, I agree. It's classic. 
Mm-hmm. That's the best thing it's got going for it is it is a classic, and in its time it was probably amazing, but nowadays yeah. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> he just popped two more pills of his anger medication after I <laughs> repeated. And Time Pilot eighty four is not an abomination. I don't love it like Eric does, but that is a fun game too. I yeah disagree. I, yeah, I, I'm okay with other people's opinions on that, um, but. I think once you get to really understand the game, it's a lot. It opens it up. It's a lot of fun. But I understand. I don't. I understand. Very cool. And ladies and gentlemen, I have to go ahead and mention that we have one more listener letter here. Unfortunately, uh, you know, I'm, I think our buddy Doug Compton uh, was held at knife point and forced to do this. Um, so basically, on bail, we have to follow through. But it appears that the evil gnome has struck again and uh, wanted to send his own letter in. So. Uh, in order to help our buddy Doug out, I must read this. He says, Here I was minding my own business when an evil gnome appeared. In between depancing me, which happens, stomping on my Commodore 64s and dumping yogurt on my TI-99 4A, he sat down at my Amiga 1000 and recorded this audio clip. He wanted me to say that his recording was 100% done on Amiga. That's a very specific thing to want to mention, huh? Isn't it, gnome? Uh, The original audio was captured on a 1986 feature sound capture box and then brought over to my Amiga 4000, where the evil gnome used FFmpeg to convert it from 8SVX 8-bit Amiga format to 16-bit WAV file. Well, that was convenient, gnome, because I would have no other way to play that file. Uh, He then cheated me and used Audacity to clip off a bit of noise from the front and back of the file and also convert it over to an MP3. He could have done that on the Amiga 4000 too, but... The Evil Gnome is also kind of lazy. Uh, Congrats on the 100th episode, and I will send you a bill for the equipment the Evil Gnome trashed in my studio. Douglas Compton, 10-Minute Amiga Retrocast. And now, without further ado, The Evil Gnome. Hey there, everyone. Evil Gnome here to help celebrate the 100th episode of my podcast, Pixel Gaiden. That's right, with a little help from my assistants and lackeys, Cody, Eric, and Jim, or Tom, or whoever that British guy is. My personal podcast has finally reached 100 episodes. Somehow, my invitation to be on the show must have been lost in the mail, as Cody did not seem to mention it to me. Even evil gnomes get texts, Cody. I think I see a deep pantsing in your future for that oversight. I could spend the next three hours reminiscing about all of my hilarious evil gnome hijinks. The computers I've stolen, the consoles I've destroyed, and the yogurt. So much yogurt. But I do understand that the boys sometimes include filler material between my oh-so-hilarious visits on the show. My favorite times over the years include when Cody started telling stories and making songs from the patrons' names. Those are true classics. By the way, Cody, when do I get my 80% cut of the Patreon money we agreed on? I also really enjoy Eric's take. I've learned about so many computers and consoles I had hardly ever heard of and discovered new things to steal and break. Eric's tendency to drop zingers and one-liners every couple of episodes just cracks me up, too. The episode where the British guy, what's his name, Tony, John... The one he did with his daughter really was special. I loved her reviews, and I love how it makes her a part of his hobby. It could almost warm an evil gnome's heart. Almost. Anyway, here's to another 100 episodes of Pixel Gaiden. Hopefully the next 100 will be 80% evil gnome, 18% drinking beer, and maybe 2% left for those other guys to yap on about Kamataris, ZX Vectrex, and Nintensegas, or whatever. But until next time, there's just one more thing to say. Yogurt! And thus endeth our listener letters 
If you want to write us a listener letter, then please listen to 100 more shows of Pixel Gaiden, <laughs> at which point we will ask for more listener letters because we'll be on episode 200B at that point. <laughs> 200B. 200B. All right, let's go ahead and uh, listen one more time, Eric, to that amazing Pixel Gaiden patron song. Excellent. Let's listen to it. And hear from our show sponsor. You can get show information on our podcast at pixelguiden.com. You can also listen to our show on the Amigos Retro Gaming Network at anchor.fm forward slash Amigos podcast. You can reach us on Twitter using at pixel underscore guiden. You can reach Eric at the project. That's at D-U-H-P-R-O-J-E-C-T. And you can reach Cody at Oddball, which is at O-D-D-B-A-1149. You can also reach me, that's Tim, at Sanxion, and that's at S-A-N-X-I-O-N. Please review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or any of the other podcatchers that you use. It really helps us out. You can email us on podcast at pixelguiden.com. And we love any feedback. And also, please let us know if we've done anything wrong and we'll mention it on the next show. We also have a Patreon account set up, so if you wish to support the show financially, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash pixelguiden. You can support us with as little as a dollar all the way up to infinite dollars. If you do so, you'll get access to the Amigos Retro Network Discord server, where all kinds of cool chat is happening about not only our show, but the other shows such as Bright Castle and, of course, the Amigos, um, amongst other shows. And there's various other topics in there, um, everything from for sale to music to uh, high score contests, things like that. If you support us at the $3 or more tier, we like to announce every supporter at that level here on the show in a way that we can only do here on pixel guide and using our random adjective generator Been doing this show such a long long time these people helped us along the way i'll introduce you to some friends of mine who helped out with a little bit of money so we sing to you their names To respect their contributions
Retro Gamer Nation. Who is a good boy? Mashe Sisnowski. I also like him as well. Paradroid. His name is just as good as the rest. Mitsuyama. That's a cool name. David Vincent. I know him personally. And Stella. I want to know him personally. Mr. Toast. That sounds like food. Jason Holland. Jacobson. That's a dude. Rap okay, rap okay. Computer references. Mark Richardson. A new friend. Scott Cordova. Not sure of the pronunciation. David Cavallari. The Cavallari is coming. And Adam from Commodore Chronicles. We want to thank you. For supporting our show We got this song put together One last thing Just before we go Let's sing the words Pixel Gaiden together Even I did there Did together and together again Now we sing to you These names our voices reach the heavens. We're talking Are you sick and tired of your Commodore computers collecting dust? Mine's got sticky switches. Some of my keys don't work. Or perhaps you need to freshening up with your Tandy Color computer. I'm, I'm tired, tired of playing play the same old games. Or perhaps you need to replace your capacitors before your computer explodes. Well, you need to get your butt on down to RetroRewind.ca! With everything you could need from diagnostic cards to transit cards, mouse adapters, and Amiga OS, the Kung Fu Flash, and the Coco SDC. Whoa! That's a lot of stuff. But that's not all, because keep in mind, RetroRewind.ca does repair. That sounds great. Yeah, really helpful. But the news keeps getting even better. If you log on now and use code PG10 at checkout, you will save 10% off your entire order. That code again is PG10. From your friends at Pixel Guidance. Hop on down to RetroRewind.ca and tell them Cody, Eric, and Tim sent you. 
See you there. All right, we are back. Oh, joy. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, it is time for Not-So-Quick Questions. That's right, the show that's just like Quick Questions, except longer and doesn't necessarily have to be about video games. However, all the submissions more or less are about video games. So, let's go ahead and start this off with Mitsuyama, who asks, Can you think of any games that were better, or played better, on the home computer console ports than in the arcade? Now, this is funny, because Mitsuyama joined us about halfway through our podcast, I believe. The I want to say the first year we did this, we had one um, six good games segment where that was the the theme. Six good games that were better at home than they were in the arcade. Right. So I go back that. and listen to that episode. Um, but yes, I have a few thoughts on this. Do, do any, do, I don't know if you remember any of those, Eric, off the top of your head, or if anything new pops in. I don't remember what we talked about specifically in that segment, but um, Josh in the Discord, 48K Ram, did mention Defender, mm-hmm. and that is one that is, it's not my favorite, but it's play, It's more playable in any home port, whether it's Atari, Commodore 64, or whatever, than the arcade, because the arcade the control system was a travesty. I... I yeah, I couldn't at, play Defender in the arcade. At home, a lot of the game, you know, it was up, down, left, right to go back and forth and shoot and yep. stuff. In the arcade, it was like just buttons. First of all, no buttons. joystick yep. or, or directional pad or anything, just buttons. And there's a button to like switch directions. Yeah. Like up, down, shoot, and switch direction. Uh, it, yeah. I've, it was nuts. So uh, any only, version of Defender is better at home, I guarantee you, than, than better in the arcade. Yeah. And I only played that after Josh Malone made that point. We ended up going, I think, to Coin Op, and they had one. And I remember trying to play it and just going like, oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. Because no, I'd never that, played an actual Defender before. That's nuts. Um, <clears throat> man, I mean, it's hard for me to, to, to just pull a game out of my hat. Do you have anything in mind right now? So I have a bunch that pop into my head specifically for the NES, in my opinion. And I think this is a big differentiator between, uh, I could say a lot about this topic. Uh, the arcade obviously is made for you to play a quick game, get blown away by the sound and graphics, quick action, Mm -hmm. suck up your money. And it's not made for long play experiences. A lot of the NES ports of games, such as double dragon, uh, games such as uh, Commando or not Commando? Was it Captain Commando? What's the one I'm thinking yeah. about with the with the with the ratchet arm? Um, Bionic Commando. Bionic Commando. Thank you. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones, but there's a bunch of games where when they were ported to NES, they became completely different games with some similar attributes, but they were designed to be improved, like played. Uh, there's saves. There was levels to beat. There were um, yeah. things to collect like they became more of a full experience more of a full game than just beat up the bad guy and move on to the next right and i think they just got better and better that way mm-hmm. um trying to think of some other ones that i hadn't that i had mentioned on the show but there there's quite a few games that i think got better that way now i also want to say even though this doesn't completely relate i think that's why i vastly prefer the super nintendo to the genesis the Genesis really moved forward with the arcade, even if it wasn't an arcade game. Arcade gameplay, which is quick action, big sprites and whatever, move past level one, two, three, four, five, six, finish the game, the end. And I think the NES, probably in large part because of the 
Nintendo development, uh, you know, research and development developers. They made games where you played through the game at your own pace, saved, moved on, came back, played some more, collected things, can go back, find secrets, find more things. They were just much more involved games with much more to them. So, anyways, that's my answer. It's kind of a weird answer, but... No, I, I, I agree with you, because obviously, I mean, this is stating the complete obvious, but they're quarter munchers in the arcade. Whereas when you were at home, they made them, they wanted you to be engrossed in it and play it more. And so the games were naturally, I think, better. But you take a game with the control mechanism like Defender, and it's going to be better at home any way you slice it. It's going to be better. Um. I think I honestly think that the versions of Asteroids are better at home. Huh, uh, okay. On the home ports. And I love the arc I love Asteroids in the arcade. I grew up on that. It's one of was one of my favorite games, but I do think the home versions are probably better. Not like the Atari twenty six hundred, but the more uh Yeah, the one where did you ever play Asteroids like the one in the for the Atari twenty six hundred like that? Everything goes vertical up and down. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought that was a very yep. odd choice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was a limitation, but yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, I, 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 you know, I'm having a hard time grasping what game isn't really better because of the quarter aspect. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of games like Star Wars and stuff where the yoke and the vector graphics make it amazing. And correct. A lot of games where they just tried to make versions that were looked as good, but they just failed terribly and obviously bad ports and things. But um, yeah, yeah. Okay. I I mean, I'm trying not to keep talking about this one particular question, but um, there we go. Let's let's, let's move on. So HSI's got this one, Eric. Okay. Uh, let me see here. HSI. Here we go. Do you think it is a net positive or a net negative that games can be altered after release via patches and updates? On one hand, you have abuse of this with unfinished games sold for full price and patches coming along to actually polish a game to where it should have been on day one. But on the other hand, you have games that are good on day one and get extra content and small improvements down the road. So I think this comes down to two two things. One is the concept of what could be possible. Yes. And then what is reality? Mm-hmm. And if we're talking about net, meaning if you take it all, put it all together, what's actually happening, mm-hmm. I think it's a net negative. I think mm-hmm. it's allowing... Things like DLC for games that are broken into pieces and sold for more money off of little pieces right. of DLC. I yep. think it allows for broken games to come out. I think I think it's ridiculous that they have betas that come out and games that are in beta for five years and you pay for a beta. I think all the kind of money-grabbing aspects of it are bad. However, so net, that's my answer. Is it's, it's a negative. Net negative, for sure. Obviously, there's some some upsides, and there are some companies that only use the upsides. Um, you know, it'd be cool now right, if, if Nintendo could go back and do ROM hacks and increase the uh, playability of some of the games where they made a, a glitch or two that ruined the game, like Fester's Quest comes to mind. Yeah. That's just impo- one-hit kills. It's impossible. You go back there and, and modify that to having a little life bar with three hits, all of a sudden that game could be great. Yeah. Uh, but there's definitely something to be said about having a game play tested and done, put
put on a cartridge and and save that way forever. And uh, yeah, so I mean, my answer is if I had to give a an answer in total, it would be a net negative as well. And there are so many reasons, and they're personal reasons to me. But everything you said is accurate. And then also, if you're like me and you have 20 minutes to play a game before you got to go pick up somebody for volleyball. <laughs> yep. And you're like, okay, I, I have a half an hour and I'm going to play this game. And you you turn on your Xbox and it's like, nope, you're going to update. And it's going to take 45 minutes to update, to download this six gigabyte update. I, that has happened to me so many times. Yeah. And it makes me angry every single time. And I hate it. <laughs> Um, now listen, I, I want to be kind of play the devil's advocate here. Games are bigger now and much, much more complex than they were in the Nintendo days in the Genesis days. So play testing a game to its finality may not be possible. So being able to patch, um, problems in a game is one thing. Sure. Um, and I think that is a positive thing that they can patch it later on. But when they start relying on that by releasing bad games that are broken or, or don't fulfill the promises they made, uh, you know, like no man's sky, you know, yep. I mean, that thing promised the moon didn't deliver it. And then like years later are finally delivering it. That's a negative for the whole community. I mean, that's a whole negative for gaming. So I don't like that. So overall, I think it's a net negative, although there's, there's positive stuff about patching and stuff yeah, like that. Of course, it has the potential to be positive, but it's not. Correct. Correct. All right. So HSI has uh, another one here. Being users of both emulators and real systems, how much do you notice the lag in emulators? How intrusive is it to your experiences? Go ahead. So I know you got a lot to say about this. Yeah. Well, so it's interesting. I guess the question is a little different than I thought it was originally. I'll put it this way, and I talk okay. about this a lot regularly on the show. I always talk about it, and, you know, the, I guess that's part of me being snobby, but part of me being whatever. I like to play everything on real hardware, primarily because I can play the real hardware with the real experience on a CRT, and there is zero lag. And there's games, no matter how many, you know, like NES games, you know, pixel-perfect games or games where I, I am very, very sensitive to the lag in those games. Um, I mean, there's games I just cannot play unless it's on the real hardware. And it's not because I'm trying to be snobby. It's not because, I mean, I'm just, like, if I get frustrated because I'm pressing the buttons and it's not reacting quick enough and I die. Like, that's frustrating. I cannot handle it. Uh, I'm very sensitive to it. I notice it. Um, now, is that because of the emulator itself? I don't know. Typically, if I play real hardware on, like, a flat screen... Even the um, Evercade, like if I flat, a lot of flat screens have like different modes, and you need to put on game mode to eliminate as much lag as possible. I still feel the lag from my Evercade to my TV. Is that the Evercade doing emulation that's creating the lag, uh, or is more of the lag coming from the the handshake between the system and the TV? I don't know, but yes, it absolutely is death to my experience. And gameplay for me is king. I'd rather have you know, a garbage coax signal to a C CRT, uh, you know, with blurry colors and uh, uh, the edges cut off than a crystal clear, perfect picture with lag. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I, I know you've talked about it on the show many times, so I, I, I believe you, and I, I think that's a totally legitimate, and that is. So let me tell you this: I, I generally do not notice lag a lot. I just don't. I just ignorance it, my, is bliss. Yeah, my mind might not register that fast or whatever. My reflexes might be down or whatever. I don't know why, but I generally don't. But I remember the first time it really screwed me up was you remember (laughs) way back on an episode when I said, hey, I'm going to get into Mega Man. I've never been into it. I didn't I wasn't in it back in the day. I want to get into Mega Man. And I started playing Mega Man on um i don't even remember what system it was on but it was through emulation because i wanted to do save states so i could save yep. my progress or whatever so i started playing mega man and i am lousy at it i just i i i couldn't i didn't put two and two together that it was lag causing my problem mm-hmm. so i'm playing and i'm like man i suck at this game and i just started feeling really bad about myself or, or doubting the game like how do so many people love this game it kind of sucks and then I jumped on my Nintendo and I was like, well, maybe it's the controller. That's what I was thinking. And like in my mind, I was like, it's the controller. I am playing this on a, on a modern controller. I need to use a Nintendo controller and I bet it's better. But to do that, I had to play on my original Nintendo and all of a sudden I'm playing better. Yep. And I'm playing on my CRT and I'm like, Oh, I'm doing pretty well in this. And this is pretty amazing. Preach it, brother. And then, what'd you say? <laughs> Preach it, brother. Yep. And then I was like, it's I and then I, I at that point I did put two and two together and realized it's the lag and there is no lag here and I'm loving this and it plays great, but I couldn't save it and of course I have smaller windows of gaming so I never finished it but I enjoy playing Mega Man now more so when I do play the games especially for the show I use the real hardware and I use CRT unless it's a longer game or I need save states and then I play on something like the Mister now the Mister good news is that. Those programmers very much hate lag, so they do everything <laughs> to optimize the experience, even on a CRT. Now you can play the Mister on a on a you can play the Mister on a CRT, but oh. even on an LCD like a flat panel, they do minimize the lag on there quite a bit. So you it's it's harder to notice the lag on that system. I need to get myself one. I know yeah. they're hard to get right now, but man, yeah, I wish I got I wish I got in when Eric got in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it 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 did pay to get in earlier. I mean, you'll probably have to spend maybe about 50 or $75 more than I did, but that's not that bad. Through the magic of time travel, we are back with Pixel Guide N100B, this time sharing the moment with Tim Drew. Hello. Hello, Hello Tim. There. Hi, guys. Hello, everyone. How Hello, Tim. Now? You're doing great. Thank you. Um, uh, Eric, let's go ahead and, and chug ourselves a beer. Tim, you chug whatever you're sipping on. And then uh, rumor has it you've got a mega game show for episode 100 prepared, Tim. I do. I have a big game show. Big or mega? Because those are very different words in my vocabulary. All right. Well, we'll, we'll go with mega. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, more beers. What have you got, guys? So this is a tall boy from Jack Rabbit Brewing Company, one of my favorite Ooh, breweries. There you go. It is called Terminal Street Kolsch, Kolsch style ale. What's the Kolsch? Okay. Um, Lighter beer. It is 4.9% by volume. Um, it has a really cool cans, like uh, looking down kind of on a city. Bunch of purple and oranges on the color. It's 
nice, pretty nice little label there. Yeah, their stuff always looks cool. They have cool-looking yeah. cans. Is it texturized like the Wild Beer Company cans? No. No, those are in a league of their own as far as the texture. Those are cool. And they're all different textures, too. Yeah, yeah. All right, Eric. Cheers, right, my cheers. friend. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Mm. That is very Kolsch-y. I don't know how you describe a Kolsch. It's extremely light, very bright, very crisp, and it's got... Yep. What is that? Is it... I wouldn't... It's not a tang... A zing? A zing? More than a zing? Yeah, it's got kind of a, a unique hop profile to it that gives it some kind of uh, almost like a citrus tang to it, but it's definitely not citrus. It's its own flavor, though. I can't... Yeah, it's hard to explain. Yeah. yeah. But um, mm-hmm. I think Kolsch's fall into that category of beers that mostly taste like other Kolsch's. Yeah. Um, and they're all crisp and refreshing and, and good. I enjoy this one. Yep. In fact, I've never been a huge fan of the Jackrabbits. I know you love them, uh, Eric, but this might be one of my higher-rated Jackrabbits. They have a lot of different different beers. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you try enough of them, you'll find some you like. Um, yeah, I'm going to give this probably... I mean, I hate to repeat, but I think I'm going to give this probably a 73? 73. Yeah, I was going to say kind of a solid C, so 70, I was going to say 74, so yeah. Yeah. We are very in agreement, cool. this uh, this one large episode broken into two parts. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Tim, I bestow right, upon Tim. you the power of the MC. Okay. Take us to worlds we have never been. I have the mic. Do we need pen and paper? Or lead us. Lead you, us, King. You do need... So th- there is various different rounds, so you will need pen and paper. All right. Some, some rounds you're going solo as well, so mm. uh, we, we, will, we will run it as we go. Okay. Um, so we'll do that and that. So we need some score going on here. Right. Are you ready, gentlemen? I'm so ready. I'm ready. I'm mega ready. Do we have the game show intro? Uh, you say the name of the game show and I'll hit the button. It's the Mega 100th episode game show. Okay, so we are going to start off with a couple of rounds that's going to take us through some early years of gaming. Okay. Uh, these are some of them. Um, I've got uh, the, the sorry. The first rounds are multiple choice. Okay. All right. Not only are they multiple choice, but there's also two parts to the multiple choice. Okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll go through it as the as, as mega as confusing game show. <laughs> mega confusing game show. Okay. So first <laughs> round. Um, you're going to need pen and paper, and I'm going to need to see your answers. Uh, okay. I'm ready. He does not believe us. All right, I'm going to write number one for question one. Question one. Okay. So round one, and this is 1970s. Oof. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. W- woof. <laughs> woof. <laughs> the Oregon Trail was first developed in the 1970s. 
What date was it first made available to use? Was it 19, sorry, what year should I say? 1974, 1976, or 1971? 1974, 1976, 1971. 1974, 1976, 1971. 1974, 1976, 1971. 1974, 1971. 1974, 1971. 1974, 1971. 1974, 1971. 1974, 1971. 1974, 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 1971. 
if you can tell me the correct year. Okay. So you got right. I'll I'll read the games out. So you need to write those down, then put them in the right order, and then guess the year. Goodness. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we have asteroids. We have breakout. We have computer space, and we have speed race. So we've got okay. asteroids, and these are we're talking about games, and when they were released. Yes. So in order that they were released. Okay. <clears throat> and so <clears throat> the first. First thing, let's just break this down. First thing, we're going to put them in order. Yeah, put them in order. So one, two, three, four, right? Yep. Okay, I can do that. I can't. All right, we're writing. For the listeners at home, we're writing on paper. Okay, I've got it. Okay. So we're just doing that. We're not writing dates yet. Not yet. Not yet, yep. All right. Okay. So, let me have uh, your order first, Eric. Computer space number one. Speed race number two. Breakout number three. Asteroids number four. So, computer space. Number one. Yeah. Speed race number two. Breakout number three, asteroids number four. So Cody did the same exact thing I did. I did. I'm holding it up. Okay. We're all wrong. No points for any of us. No. Um, So, Eric. Yep. You had computer space first, yep? Yes. So that's correct. Yay! Then you had speed race? Correct. Correct. Okay. Yay, also... (laughs) Uh, and then breakout yep Yep. is next yep I got that number three and then you had asteroids that is right correct so Cody and I both got it correct well done four for four all right four wins I'm glad uh, I guessed speed race right never heard of that game no idea what that is okay do you want to do the years or not bother you're the king of the game show thing. Sure, let's yep. guess you, I'll just write some quick years. Let's do this thing, Eric. Um, yep. So, that. Let, tell you what, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, so, first one, computer space. What do you think okay. that year is? I got my answers all done. I'm going to say, yeah. Oh, you 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 just went and knocked him out, right? I knocked him out because I'm, I'm so confident in my answers. Either that okay, or I have so no idea regardless. Okay, uh, so Cody, what did you say for computer space? I want to make sure Eric's got his all down before we... Cause I, it, I got it. Because he's a I'm slimy little slippery devil. That's right. I got 1968 for computer space. I got no, 19... We're, in the, we're in the 70s. I, yeah. I got 1971 for computer space. <laughs> yes, you are correct. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. So I, I said 1970. Okay. I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, so that means we're now. tied up. So that means we're tied up, right? Yep. So what did you get for uh, speed race? Seventy-two. I said seventy-two. 
Nope, it was 74. Still tied. I guess. Breakout. Yep. I said 73, 70, but that can't be right. I got 76. I just changed my answer from 77 to 76 before Eric gave his answer. Okay, uh, you are correct, Cody. Yes. Well done. That should have an asterisk. Asteroids. Oh. Narrows it down now, doesn't it? Asteroids. 79. I said 79. You are both correct. Yeah. Well <laughs> I pulled in the lead by one there. Although so I... So that, so, so Cody's up by one, right? Yeah, so you've got seven, Cody. And I have six. And Eric is five, six. That's right, six, get those six. Oregon Trail answers out of here, Eric. Don't okay. care for your Oregon Trail answers. Well done, guys. We've made it through the 1970s. Yay! <laughs> New page. <laughs> we are now into the 1980s. I, I still haven't even started yet as far as my lifespan <laughs> so the early 80s was the heyday for arcade games here are some games from the 80s all released in the same year can you guess what year they all were released in so they were released in the same year but can you guess the year basically yep gotcha. a bonus point if you can de- uh, guess also the developer of the game so we have Star Wars Sinstar, Dragon's Lair, and Track and Field. What year did they get released in? Can you repeat that again? Star Wars, Sinistar? Star Wars, Sinstar, Dragon's Lair, and Track and Field. There's no multiple choice on this. And he said, you said the developer. No, it, yeah, afterwards. So Each right. of their developers, the year, right? Yeah. Okay, I got, I got my year. Okay. Eric, you I, got yours? No, not yet. Only four digits. It starts with one and nine. Okay, I got it. Okay, Cody, give me your year. Year of my birth, 1983. I said 1986. Cody, you are correct. Eric, I'm afraid you are wrong. Yes. Well done, Cody. Nice work. Okay, so uh, first up, who was the developer of Star Wars? I'm going to say LucasArts. I'm afraid you are wrong, Eric. Yep. Well, luckily I wouldn't have guessed that anyways, but man, I don't know. I'm just going to throw out... Oh, I think I, I think I know it. Dang it! Oh, Eric knows it now. I think I do know. Uh, I... Bally. I don't know. Say Bally. Is that a yes or a no? I don't know what that noise is. That was a no, sorry. (laughs) It it was Atari. Oh, I was about to... (laughs) So, I'm not not joking. That's the answer I knew after. I was like, it's it's Atari, because it says it on there. It says it on the the title screen. It does, indeed. Okay, second one is Sinstar. Mm -hmm. Yep. I know this one. Okay. Uh, Eric, do you want to go with this one first? Not really. I'm going to say Bally Midway or Midway. Okay. Nope. Williams. <sighs> yes, well done. Well done, Cody. Ah, I blew it. Okay. Uh, Dragon's Lair. The company that published it, huh? Mm-hmm. 
or, or published, developed, whatever you want to call it. I'd be amazed if you get this one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I'll say Bally again because I have no idea. Okay. I'm gonna say Di- I'm gonna say Disney. No, nope. David Blue Cinematronics. Cinema. Yeah, I would have never gotten it. And the last one, Track and Field. I don't know why I'm writing the word track and field on my paper. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna say Topo. I'm gonna say Topolin. Ooh, Jap- okay. going Japanese. Yeah. I'm gonna say uh, it's gonna be some British. Co- I'm gonna say Ocean. It's not Ocean, but there you go, Ocean. No, it was actually Konami. Huh. Wow. All right. So we are nine place six. Are we to the nineties now? Mm, nope. <laughs> <laughs> this game show is mega. We're still in the eighties, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay. Are we ready? Oh, we're ready. still ready. Here in the UK, the magazine Zap sixty four ruled the roost for computer magazines for a single format with the Commodore sixty four. Reviews would often make or break the sales of a game. Accolades handed out for the highest scoring games were handed out in the form of Zap Sizzler and in the extreme high scores for the ratings, the coveted gold medal. Can you match the... Sorry, excuse me. Can you match the games to the award they won? Games of 90% and above received a Sizzler. So we need to know whether it's a Sizzler or... Normally, games of 96% and above received a gold medal to distinguish them above the Sizzlers of the same month. So, I'm going to give you a game, and I need to know whether it received a Sizzler or a gold medal. All right. Okay. Okay. So, first up, we have Sanxion. Was that a Sizzler? Or a gold medal. I'm trying to find like a card I can write this on here. I'm ready. Okay, so first up we have Sanxion. Did that receive in 1986 a Sizzler or a gold medal? Cody. I'm going to hold my finger next to it. I say Sizzler, and if it got a gold, I'll be very angry. I'm going to say Sizzler. Okay, you are both correct. Well done. Nice. Next up, we have Bubble Bubble. Did that receive a gold medal, or did that receive a Sizzler? I'm going to say Sizzler. I'm going gold on this one. One Sizzler. Cody, you are correct. Eric, I'm afraid you are wrong. Yes. It was a gold medal in 1987 with a 97% overall score. Darn great. Okay. Next up, we have Paradroid. Was that a gold medal or a Sizzler from 1985? What do we think? I'm going to say Sizzler. I'm going gold again. Okay. Cody, you are correct. Man, that I'm also sucking. received a 97% score. 
very close to perfect. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, we have The Last Ninja from 1987. Was that a sizzler or a gold medal, guys? Sizzler. Sizzler. You are both correct. Well done. All right. Okay. Uh, so where are we, Susan? I'm hearing the think I'm ahead by four, something like that. So we have Cody on thirteen, and we have Eric on eight. All I hear right now is the last ninja music. (laughs) Okay, so we're still in the eighties, guys. Yes. The PC Engine, or the TurboGrafx-16 as known in the USA, was a late entry to the 1980s. Let's see what you know about this little wonder console. First question for a point is... What year was the PC Engine first released in Japan? I'm ready as well. Say 1988. 86. You're both one year out, I'm afraid. It was Ooh. 1987. Oh. All right. Okay. All right. All righty. Um, what was the name of the portable PC engine with a built-in color screen that was released in Japan in 1988? Oh, jeez. Um, I got an answer. <laughs> I, um, Anything, Eric? No, it's on the tip of my tongue. Ten, nine, eight. No, I, I, I don't remember. I'm just taking a stab at it. I'm just going to say, in America, it's called the Turbo Express. So I'm going to say it's the PC Engine Express. Good guess, but it's not right. Okay. <laughs> it was the PC Engine GT. Oh, that's right. I do remember. Now that you say that, I remember. <laughs> it comes to mind, yep. Okay, so we have some games here. Can you name the developer of these top-rated PC Engine games? So first up, we have Superstar Soldier. Who developed that game? I got my answer. I want to see, see Eric's answer first. I don't know. I don't know what it is. No answer. Okay. Cody? I'm going to go with Hudson. You are correct. Great point. Well done. (laughs) That makes sense since they made most of the games. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I should have guessed that. Next up is Darius. Can you tell me who the developer of Darius is? Got my answer. I'm going to say it is Konami. Taito? Yep, and Cody, you are correct. Taito? Nice work. And last question in this round in the 1980s is Devil's Crush. Who Mm -hmm. is the developer of Devil's Crush on the PC engine? My answer is your mom. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, 
Eric, do you have an answer? Yes. Is it clean? That, no, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> that's a real problem. I'm going to... No, that's my guess. Yes, software. Yes, software. Okay. Uh, no, that's not right. It's not right. I have, Cody, come on. You can get this. I have come no on. idea, so I'm, I'm playing the averages. I'm saying Hudson. No! I thought you would get this one. No, it's but... compile. <laughs> Is it? I had no idea. Okay. Okay, so we are 15 to 8. I can't win. I'm mathematically out of this. Still got the 90s, the 2000s, and the 2010s, Eric. <laughs> okay. So now uh, you can put down your pens and paper. Okay. We are going into the specialist round. Specialist? This is individual questions. I'm not throwing these questions to the opposite member. Um, we are going to have six questions each um, for you guys. So All right. Cody's going first. So these are what I think you guys know a lot about. So let's find out who's the King Dong. King Dong, Aaron. All right. (laughs) So first up, we've got Cody. So some of these I just want answers. Some of them I've given you some options, some multiple choice. All right. Okay. Okay. First up, we have Pinball. Yes. Yes. The first coin-operated commercially successful pinball machine was called Baffle Ball and came out in 1931. Who created it? <laughs> oh, I don't I'm just going to say Gottlieb. I, I, that's Correct! The, all right! That's the, <laughs> oldest, that's the oldest pinball company I know, so I'm glad that was right. I thought you'd get that one. I thought, oh, I'll, I'll throw him a softball for this one. It's probably well, an easy one to guess. <laughs> it was a guess. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> okay. So the next one is multiple choice. So, how much did the machine Baffle Ball originally sell for? Was it $99? Was it $45.25? Was it $17.50? Was it $11? So that's $99, 45 $45.25, $17.50, or $11? I'm going to go for $17.50. Final you answer. Correct. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, on the west coast of uh, the USA, which we all know very well, uh, Los Angeles banned pinball machines mm. from sale from 1939 to 1974. To get around the ban on sales, manufacturers put a notice on all pinball on all pinball machines that still appear to this day. What is that notice? For amusement only. Correct. Well done, Cody. Nice work. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Puffing my ego over here. You are the King Dong of pinball. (laughs) So next up is Nintendo. First question, simple one. How many Mega Man games were released on the NES? Six. Correct. Uh, to the nearest minute, rounded up. No. What is the quickest time that Super Mario Brothers has reportedly been completed in? Is it twelve minutes? 
Is it five minutes? Is it three minutes? Is it seven minutes? So round it up. Twelve, three, five, three, or seven. You and your weird orders. Three, five, seven, or twelve. Gonna need an answer from you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with three. I think it's really low. Okay. No, I'm afraid. Rounded up, it is actually five minutes. Okay. The actual time was four minutes, 58 seconds, 0.72. Oh, that 0.72. Indeed. Sticks in my craw. <laughs> okay. So, uh, your last question in this round is... River City Ransom is one of the NES's best-known beat-em-ups. Who developed the game, and for a bonus point, can you give me the year it was released? Who? Oi! We go with 89, and I should know this, because it's a Kunio Kun game, just like Double Dragon, Tecmo. Good man, you're too good. You are the King Dong. Did I get the year? <laughs> you did, you did. Oh, wow. Absolutely, yes. Well done, so that's Technos in 1989. No, we, we, we can stop the game here. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to catch up. Anyway, go ahead. You are on 21. I'm a peacock well done, with my feathers. I was I was right there. That that was two of your specialist subjects, and you knew them. They really well. were. Okay. Let's see if I've uh, done the same for Eric. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> After so many beers, probably not. I'm more impressed okay. with him, actually, to be honest. <laughs> okay, Eric. Commodore 64. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. So, what is the official model number of the most common tape drive made by Commodore that was produced for the Commodore 64 and the VIC-20? The 1530 data set? You are absolutely correct, Eric. Well done. I would not have gotten that. Well done. Um, Okay, next one is multiple choice. The Commodore 64's video chip is the Mm -hmm. VIC-2. It had many improvements over the VIC chip used in the VIC-20. One of these is the amount of control registers. Oh, jeez. Can you tell me how many control registers are in the VIC-2 chip? It's multiple choice. Okay. So is there 16, 32, 47, or 64? So that's 16, 32, 47, or 64? I'm going to say 32. <sighs> no. No, it was 47. I have no idea. I have no idea. At 16. My local supermarket has six registers. (laughs) Okay. So you're going to need your pen for this next one. Okay. Got it. Okay. Can you put these awesome games from Epics in order of release? Okay. So we've got Coronas Rift, California Games. Possible mission and gateway to Apshai. Okay. Gateway to Apshai. All right, let me try this here. Hold on. 
One. Two. Would you know this, Cody? No. Not at all. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to take some guess here. I'm going to say okay. the first one is Gateway to Abshai. Correct. Second one I'm going to say, this is the one I don't this is the one I don't know for sure. Coronas Rift. Nope. Nope. Dang it. <laughs> well, that blows my whole order here. Yeah. So the correct order is Gateway to Apshai, mm-hmm. which was 1983. Impossible Mission, which Ooh. is 1984. Coronas Rift, 1985. And California Games, which was quite late, is 1987. Yeah. I, I mean, I got... I got Impossible Mission and Corona Shrift wrong. Okay. All right. No big deal. I Next question. I would have got Gateway to Apshai. That's the only... That one looks older. <laughs> Outside of that, no idea. Okay. Next question. Arcade original and conversions. We're on to now. In what year was the first version of Street Fighter 2 released in the arcade? The first version of Street Fighter 2? Yep. 1986? Nope. What was it? 1991. Oh, jeez. Okay. Okay. Paperboy was released in the arcades. Too much critical acclaim in 1985. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you say so. Handlebar controller on the arcade cabinet. Yeah. Who created and published the popular 8-bit and 16-bit home computer versions of Paperboy, not Paperboy 2? Was it Mindscape? Was it Martech? Was it Elite Systems? Or was it Firebird? I think it was Elite Systems. Correct! Knock that one out of the park. Well done, Eric. Sega created many different platforms for their arcade cabinets to develop games upon, like the Sega Model 1 for the Virtua Fighter games. Can you name the platform that was used for games like Crazy Taxi and Super Monkey Ball? Man. This was also the platform that was used to base the Dreamcast. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get this wrong. I'm gonna say Naomi. Correct. Nice. Well done. Nice. And for a bonus point, yeah. can you name one of the other games that used that platform? And I've got some possible answers here. It's crazy taxi Let's go make some crazy money. <laughs> How about Crazy Taxi 2? Oh! No? <laughs> no? Nope. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so you could have had House of the Dead 2, Dead or Alive 2, uh, Ferrari F355 Challenge, Power Stone, Marvel oh, Power Vers- Stone. Wow. 2, The New Age of Heroes, and Rhythm Tenguku. Okay, so at the end of that round, we are 8, 9, 10, 11. So we are 11 plays 21. Woof. Woof. Okay. Double points Uh, round. Round four, gentlemen. (laughs) Round four of the Mega Game Show. 
Um, so where are we? Uh, okay. So from this, we're going to need our pencils and papers again. Up, up, up. Okay. And this is guess the game from the random description. Yes. I'm going to give you a description. Okay. Yeah. And then you've got to write that answer down at the end of the description. Um, so, oh, actually, no, this is kind of uh, a buzzing oh. one. Oh. So I need to know who, so who's going to get it first. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Say our, we'll say our names. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so first one Tim. is... Wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on. There has to be a penalty, though, right? So if you buzz in, you have yeah, to say you're it. You're frozen out, yeah. You're frozen out, okay. Okay, I just want to make the sure sure the rules are clear here. Okay. Ready? First one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Hammer. Broken windows. Pies. Cody. Fix it. Felix Jr. on the Commodore 64. <laughs> I was going to say that. Dang it. Okay. Next one. Chefs. Pizza. Ooh. Bananas. Holes in the floor. Eric. Food yes. fight. Correct. Nice. I thought you were going on a Burger Time rant there, but no, ah. <laughs> that, that was that was my curveball at the start. Yep, I yep. Burger Time. I, nope, I was no waiting game. for one more hint, and the pizza threw me <laughs> off. All right, holes holes in the floor got it for me. Yep. Like, yeah. That's it. The, the next one was throwing food, and then big head eating ice cream. <laughs> that would that would have done it for me. Okay. Next one. Platforms. Ghosts, fruit, diamonds. Eric, bubble bubble. Yes, ah. correct. <laughs> and then the next one was extra and bub and bob. It was leading me down Pac-Man, but I'm like, platforms aren't Pac-Man. Okay. <laughs> okay, last one in this round. Coins. Single shot, double shot, mindstorm, Vectrex, Cody, Vector Blade. Yes. Correct. Took me a while. That took longer yeah, than it should say, have. I was just about to buzz in, but. So we're on 13, plays 23. We need to go onto another page. How are we doing, guys? Are we enjoying the mega game show? It's mega! Yes. It's mega! Okay. Last round. Round okay. five. Oh, hang on. Sorry. No, beg your pardon. I've got one more, one more question in that last round. Are we ready? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Why did I start it out with that? Anyway, nine, 1986. Okay. <laughs> guess, guess the game from 1986. Uh, Chain. Grim Reaper. Holy Water. Simon Belmont. Eric. Cody, yeah. <laughs> Castlevania. Correct. <laughs> 
14. Well done. My mind was thinking Kid Icarus. For some reason, I don't know why. Okay. All right. I need my soundboard for this one. Yes. The sounds. Bring on the sounds. Bring on the sounds. We we want texture. But I need a. Excuse me. While I have a swig of coffee. Coffee break. Okay. The final round. Dun dun. Oh, I can hit the button. Okay, final round is the sound round. We have the extra life, extra ball sound round. (laughs) (laughs) Can you guess the game that these sounds are from, either rewarding the player with an extra life or an extra ball? So, pens and papers back at the ready, please. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Excuse me. Okay, first question. Can you guess the game from the sound? This is an extra life. Wow. Hold on. Can you play it one more time? Nope. Aw, come (laughs) on. To much aplomb and fanfare. You are rewarded an extra life in which game? Sounds so familiar. Do you need it again? No. I love playing that. (laughs) (laughs) Cody's sat in there all smug. (laughs) I'm trying to be completely nondescript facially here. Because you know it. I, I don't know it, but I got to guess. Okay. Eric doesn't Eric doesn't know it because he doesn't like the game. Oh, man. Then I got this wrong. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. Okay. No. Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog. Correct. Cody. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a big fan. Okay. Next one is an extra life in what game? Hmm. Ready? Yeah. Yeah, run one more time. I don't know why I'm picking this game. I'm sure it is not this game, but for some reason it sounds like it to me. I don't know why. I have no idea. No idea at all. Gonna take a stab in the dark? Boogerman. Okay. <laughs> Eric, what, what was the answer to your to question one? I feel like you're Crash leading Bandicoot? this on. <laughs> oh wow! Is that Crash it? <laughs> oh man! That's hilarious. <laughs> man, you couldn't tell my poker face was amazing from that first answer. I thought, how did you get that from that? <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Oh, All right. Next one. Sound number three, and this is an extra life. Man, I just play. I feel like I just played this game because I remember hearing that a lot. Man, my brain is not working. It's getting late. 
getting late. It is late. Oh, we still midnight got here. we still got the longest segment to come, boys. <laughs> it's midnight here. Um, I don't know. Can't I can't even think. Super Mario three. I've got Super Mario Brothers here. Oh, uh, okay. So maybe it sounds the same in some of the other. That's ones, right. I said three. I, the one I was asked after was Super Mario Brothers. I got it wrong. Okay. Next quest, next one, and this is an extra ball. And I need the game and the table. Oh, okay. (laughs) I couldn't even name a table. Can you play it again? Maybe maybe we'll just go with the game then. I, I don't know. I'm gonna say Adam's family. I'm I'm gonna say pinball dreams because you said extra ball. Piss ball is pinball fantasies. Pinball fantasies. Sorry guys, <laughs> and it was the stones and bones table. <laughs> okay, so that is it. So we have ended the mega game show. With Eric on 14 and Cody, you are the King Dong at 24. Yeah, congratulations, Cody. Well deserved. Hard well fought. Deserved. Hard fought. Well done, guys. All right. Well, that brings us to our last segment and the largest segment of Pixel Guide N. <laughs> I'm not sure why I said it that way. Pixel Guide in episode 100. And that, my friends, is the 16-bit top 50 bracket-style tournament. So if you guys remember, when Tim was here about five months ago, six months ago, we did the same thing with Golden Era arcade games. And now, back to popular demand, and also because I selfishly want to do it, we're doing it again, but with 16-bit games. So we are going to nail down the top 50 games now couple caveats one these are not handheld games and two we literally are trying to figure out the top 50 games that are basically consoles or computers consoles or systems that are 16-bit i looked up the macintosh plush is is 32-bit uh so that was out um and it basically brought us down to just a handful of systems honestly we have the super nintendo the sega genesis slash mega drive Yes, I'm going to call the TurboGrafx-16 a 16-bit system for the purposes of this game. There is at least one 16-bit processor in it, uh, and it competed with them. Uh, We've got the Amiga. We've got the Atari ST, for whatever that counts. Uh, (laughs) Ooh, throw in the first stone. (laughs) And uh, technically, I think we have the CDI, the Philips CDI. Um I'll be blunt with you. We we struggled to find some uh, ST games. I think Tim snuck a few in there. I know you had one for a while, so that's good. Did not find any CDI games worth entering to the contest, but this is a mixture of uh, games that we know people want us to talk about and games that we want to personally inject in because we love them that much. Uh, but when we're done with this, we'll have the definitive uh, list of all time, never to be disputed ever again, of the top 50 16-bit games of all time in the correct order 
Uh, Eric's getting comfy. He's ready for this. I am. You, all you guys have to. All you and Tim have to do have, is talk. All right. Now here's, That's right. I'm ready. Now here's the thing. I need to be fair about this. So this is one of the caveats. We're figuring out okay. the top fifty game. Uh, top fifty games. Double elimination style bracket tournament, which means we're going to battle games that are randomly seated against each other until we get the correct order. In order to do that without having a whole bunch of buys, which games get free wins, we have to go up to 64 games. So, if you guys are ready for 121 face-offs, here we go. So, <laughs> Jesus Louise. <laughs> now, we'll do, we do this like we did it last time. I'm using okay. um, a, a website called challenge.com. Which is, I guess, a fancy way of trying to pretend like you're French, saying challenge, challenge.com. And I've got the 64 games loaded, randomly seated, double elimination, so that you, you have to lose twice to be kicked out, and you have to win. Uh, you have to win a lot. I don't know. Um, so when we first go through the games, we will talk about them personally and give some insight into our feelings about each game. After we've gone through the first rounds, we will make quicker decisions so we're not boring our listeners and or ourselves by talking about the games over and over again. Capiche? Yep. Capiche. Oh, Understood. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the tournament starting with... Uh, and, and we'll do this again with one of us starting to talk about them first, followed by the other person. Uh... Lords of Thunder on the PC Engine CD up against a game I've never heard of in my entire life until this tournament, so it's clearly going to win, <laughs> called Oids on the Atari ST, Tim. Uh, so here's my opinion on the Oids. Uh-huh. And here's my opinion on Lords of Thunder. <laughs> uh, awesome shmup, awesome metal soundtrack. A little overrated, I think. There's better shmups and uh, visually and orally, uh, orally, amazing game, great shmup, very deserving. But I think there's better shmups. Uh, but I have to give it to Lords of Thunder because oids. Tim rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a difficult one to put oids up against, actually, because. Lords of Thunder it rocks for the want of a better word. It's an awesome game. Um, I, I'm just going to go right. You go mm, because you've mm-hmm. never heard of it. I I love Oids. <laughs> what is Oids? Um, I don't think most people know Oids. Yeah, it's it's not not something that you use for a cream or anything like that. <laughs> it, it's a. Uh, it's basically uh, let's 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 take it back to its original roots without going into too many details. I guess Gravatar. Um, you can go back to that. That that's where it kind of stems from. Then you've got Thrust on the Commodore sixty four. Um, if you're familiar with those games, where you've got sort of like a uh, a spaceship, um, you are having to fight against the force of gravity using your thruster to control the ship. Uh, so if you want to go fast, you sort of like uh, point it into the wind, as it were, and uh, thrust. If you want to um, slow down, then you put the, uh, the the jet engine to the to the uh, bottom and thrust back. And then obviously that allows you then to slow down. Um, 
Uh, and the idea of OIS is you have um, each uh, level is like a little planet um, and you have to zip around the planet and rescue um, little guys from um, from rescuing them from their doom. Um, you have to blow up these little capsules um, that are on the on the ground and then rescue the people out of that and then take them up to the ship. You have various different uh, enemies along the way, like ships and rocket launchers, um, other bits and pieces, repellers, which kind of like um, uh, alter your progress as you're going through the level. So they kind of like uh, repel you away. So it makes the control of the ship harder. Um, it's multi-levels. There's lots of different levels. There's a level designer in it as well. Um, it's produced by FTL, the company that produced Dungeon Master. Uh, to me, it's one of the better Atari ST games, whether you've played it or not. Um, it's just one of those ones that stands out. And I believe it certainly deserves its place in the 16-bit pantheon. Even um, though it's basically an 8-bit game. <laughs> not an 8-bit game. <laughs> not an 8-bit game. Um, it's a 16-bit game because of the amount of levels that you've got on it. It's got a level designer. The graphics are very much 16-bit looking. Um, you can't really say much on the sound because it's obviously on the ST. <laughs> um, does it beat Lords that, of Thunder? Does it beat Lords of Thunder? They're two different types of games. They're not shoot 'em ups um, Yes, there is shooting in Oids, but it's more of a, a platform lander style game. Um, so for me, I'm just going to go Oids. Simple as that. So Eric, you have the decider. I hate to say this. <laughs> I never cared for Lord of Thunder. All right. Um, I never really cared for it much. Um, but when I did get my Atari ST, I played Oids a lot. And okay. I do like Oids. Um, I, I have, I think you guys described them very well. Um, I, I think I'd have to go with Oids. I think wow. it was. Wow. Uh, All right. Lords the game of, was more fun. Lords of Thunder gets knocked off in the first round. Um, they're randomly seeded, but Lords of Thunder ended up with seed one. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to have to try me some oids. Quick reminder to our, to our panel, uh, quicker descriptions would be better. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Because you hadn't played it before, I needed well, to get yeah. more detail. And it had to stand up against Lords of Thunder because that, that's obviously a good game. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, right, let's go. All right, moving on. Eric, you get the first description here. Bonk's okay. Revenge on the PC Engine slash TurboGrafx-16 versus... And I, by the way, Bonk's Revenge, uh, you will notice in this list, um, with maybe one exception, I didn't choose any... I chose the best of a series of games. So not Bonk's, not Bonk 3, Bonk's Revenge, the, the best of the Bonk games, uh, which is widely considered to be true, versus Echo of the Dolphin mm. on the Genesis... So Bonk's Revenge is a platforming style game with a baby that has a tremendous head. Yes, he does. Cro-Magnon. Tremendous head. Cro-Magnon head. Cro-Magnon head. Um, God, what, what could I do justice to this with the description? Um, you don't have to describe it. Just give your opinion of the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a baby with a big head, but I do, I do like the game. I've played it. It's probably been a few years since I've played it, but I did enjoy the game. I like it. I like it um, quite a bit. 
<laughs> That's my description of it. Gotcha. Versus Echo the Dolphin. Who's your winner? Oh, okay. Out of that, out of those, I actually don't care for Echo the Dolphin. So I am actually going to pick Bonk's Revenge. All right. We got one for Bonk's Revenge. Uh, Bonk's Revenge is a fun game. It's supposed to be the mascot. Never worked out that way. It moved on. Nope. Uh, well, I guess it was the mascot. Just never, the turbo graphics never went any further than that. Um, Echo the Dolphin was amazing at the time. Very smooth and cool to play right. with the dolphin outside of playing with the dolphin the gameplay is frustrating and boring and awful uh it is a showpiece not a good game and it's like I, a technical masterpiece there, yeah but, and not not a fun game and i always <laughs> rate these games um and i guess i should say that now too we're picking the games we want to play today like the, the yeah. best games today not important games not groundbreaking games games i would play today and so right. I have to give this one to Bonk's Revenge as well. But Tim, do you have any final thoughts on this one? Nope, I'm I'm with you guys. Two nothing. Bonk's Revenge wins that one. Um, I will give first opinions on this next one, which is NBA Live '95 on the Super Nintendo, which is Eric's pick, I believe, mm-hmm. against Castlevania Bloodlines. Oh man! On the Genesis. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> um, now, I, now you, you might be a little surprised. I owned NBA Live '95 on the Genesis. Yeah. When I That's bought fun. it, I saw some amazing gameplay footage, and I'm like, "Man, I can't believe the Genesis can do that!" And it can't because I was looking at the Sega Saturn version of the game. Uh, and when I asked for it for my Genesis, and my mom bought me the Genesis one, I'm like, "Whoa, this makes more sense." Okay. So <laughs> I, I played it on Super Nintendo. That was my no. I understand. I understand. My, I, so I never yeah. played it on Super Nintendo, but I know they were both isometric games. I did play a ton of it. I was in the basketball, but Castlevania Bloodlines today is. I'm going to play that all day long over NBA Live '95. Although I do want to be Spud Webb and Mitch Richmond all over again. Um, yeah, I got to give it to Castlevania Bloodlines. Great game. Uh, one of the best versions of Castlevania on many systems, not any system. Tim? Um, I don't really have much to say on either game, to be honest with you. I don't think I've played either of them to a a fair degree where I would say one over the other. Um, Hey, well, let's hold off then. Eric, what is your pick? Let's make Tim the deciding factor if we need him to be. I I actually have to agree. I think Castlevania Bloodlines is a probably a better game. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. All right, Tim, you got first pick on this one. Chaos Engine on the Amiga versus Earthbound on the Super Nintendo. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Um, again, Earthbound I've not really played a huge amount of, unfortunately. Um, Chaos Engine I've played a ton. And it's just a brilliant game. Bitmap Brothers game on the Amiga. Um, so that's that's my one. I'm going to go with Chaos Engine. Eric? I'm going to go with Chaos Engine. Um, Earthbound is a great game. It's a lot of fun. But it is really a game that could have been on the, the regular Nintendo. It really didn't have to be on the Super Nintendo. Um, the graphics are pretty Nintendo-esque. Um, but when you think of Chaos Engine, it's one of the crown jewels of the amiga and it's a lot of fun so i'm gonna pick chaos engine okay interesting interesting my score doesn't count so it's going to be a chaos engine win however i must say chaos engine is falls in that category i was talking about earlier of a fun game 
action game. Looks good, sounds good. You kind of play through it real quick and you're done. Well, Earthbound is an experience, but there's a lot of game there. It's mm-hmm. kind of that whole Genesis versus... Which Amiga, a lot of those games got ported to the Genesis, including Chaos Engine. Um, and you'll, you'll hear me, you know, people can get mad all they want listening to this. Amiga games aren't going to rate high for me. They just aren't. I love the Amiga. I love th- that there's games on it and I enjoy games. But as far as the games that were created there and the style of games versus this other stuff that was out there, they're just not going to rate high for me. And this is one of those things. I haven't played a ton of Earthbound, but I think it's a fuller experience. I would love to spend more time with it. Chaos Engine, I've played a few, a few, a few hours of, and I feel like I've experienced the whole game already. So for me, it would be Earthbound, but Chaos Engine wins. Scores have been submitted. Eric, Splatterhouse on the PC Engine, which we played on the show. Mm-hmm. versus Alien Breed on the Amiga. Mm. Got a lot of Amiga games in here. I'm a little surprised. Well, I'm not, because I put them there. But And we got Tim on the show. He's going like, to load it up on the Amiga. Mm. 16-bit. <laughs> 16-bit error to a lot of people is the Amiga. Yeah. So, yeah. so Splatterhouse versus Alien Breed, huh? Splatterhouse is really a very cool kind of uh side scrolling like not really a platformer is it um hack and slash hack and slash yeah kind of game which it's got great graphics it's a lot of fun to play um alien breed is a top down kind of um i mean i've played alien breed here and there i don't like that you kind of almost need not not a strategy guide to play it but i don't, I don't want to say that i don't want to say you need a strategy guide because you don't really need it but <laughs> i'm trying to think after already dude <laughs> yeah I, I i i'm not a big i played it it's fun it's a it looks really good on the amiga i mean i'm picturing it right now especially the opening scene where the little asteroids are falling on the tarmac of the base and stuff it's really neat but I, I'm going to have to pick Splatterhouse on the Turbo Graphics. That's my that's my choice. Gotcha. I'm going next here. Uh, Splatterhouse is big old sprites. It feels silky smooth, like a lot of Turbo Graphics games do. It's visceral and just fun to play. It is simple, kind of like in my last game I was talking about on the Amiga was simple. So I don't think it's very long lasting. However, Eric, you got me all excited when I first got my Amiga. We played some Alien Breed. I love the mm-hmm. concept of the game to top down some of the puzzle elements that were potentially happening there. But yep. I've tried that game three or four times and as pretty as it is, it's I don't I don't enjoy playing it. I don't have fun playing it. So I gotta yeah. give it to Splatterhouse. Tim, any more thoughts on that one? No, I I would probably be very similar. Um I've never really got on with Alien Breed that well. Um no. I, <clears throat> to be honest with you, I completely suck at Splatterhouse as well as Gary will attest as we played it on the FM Towns version. Right. <laughs> um, and I completely sucked at it. But yeah, I think uh, uh, for me, yeah, Splatterhouse. Gotcha, gotcha. So there's our winner, Splatterhouse. Three to nothing. Moving on to my, uh, I get to pick on this one. And it's a couple of games that uh, that Tim actually put on the list. Dungeon Master on the Atari ST, which apparently is the premier version of Dungeon Master, um, and Rainbow Island on the PC Engine. Now, I will start by talking about Rainbow Island. 
That's a rough. That's a rough matchup. I love Bubble Bobble. Love Bubble Bobble. And then it had a couple of sequels, including a game also on the PC Engine to be talked about later called Parasol Stars. Love mm-hmm. Parasol Stars. Rainbow Islands never clicked for me. I don't get the gameplay. I feel like it's kind of <sighs> you're gonna kill me. Kind of hokey, just throwing rainbows and using them as platforms. It's kind of um, I don't know. It feels like you're playing putting clip art all over a ms paint and climbing on it it just i don't know what it is i don't love rainbow island as much as i love the other two dungeon master however is the only one of very few i guess the only dungeon crawler game that i've actually been able to understand and play and enjoy and it is one of my top amiga games and uh haven't played it on the atari st but if that's a, a as good or potentially better as i'm hearing i've got to get it to dungeon master Tim. Dungeon Master. <laughs> Nothing else to say, huh? No. You're the one that wanted Rainbow, Rainbow Islands. Islands is, Rainbow Islands is great, but <clears throat> Dungeon Master was a, a genre-divining game. Um, a, 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 it's one of the only games that I've known ever, and going back in history, where people would come into the shop and say, I want a copy of Dungeon Master. Oh, and can I have an Atari ST to play it on as well? says it all <laughs> gotcha they just wanted the game and wanted to buy the system because they wanted to play the game simple as that dungeon master mic drop yeah eric <laughs> any thoughts no i mean i agree i think it's dungeon master man shot it's a shame down because rainbow islands is brilliant but it is uh, it's a good it's, one it's, it, you, you can't you can't argue against dungeon master Oh, we will. And we will shortly. <laughs> Tim, Buggy Boy on the Amiga mm-hmm. versus Comic Zone on the Genesis slash Mega Drive. Mm. Mm. Now, I love me some Buggy Boy. I love me some Buggy Boy. Um, <laughs> I've not really played a huge amount of Comic Zone, but. I know it's technically great. It looks good, the, the feel of it and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I've, I've just got to go over my, my personal feelings on this ones, and I, I'm going to go buggy boy on the Amiga. But I'll probably get hung, drawn, and quartered by the listeners for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so because, I mean, I'm next, right? You are. Yeah. I Comic Zone is technically a marvel. But it's is it as fun as Buggy Boy? No. Buggy Boy wins. Amiga. And I third that. I prefer Buggy Boy. Yep. Uh, just real quick for any listeners, Comic Zone is a very cool game. Uh, it's definitely worth a play where you're actually playing like inside a comic and you literally like punch through the margins into the next frame. It's super cool. Buggy Boy is more or less a fairly standard into the screen racer, but with you avoid things, jump things, and go through different hoops and stuff for points. But it's just addictive and fun. The time gates and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. timing elements, Eric. Ugh, timing yeah. elements. I, w- I would put it down to comic, comic, um, I can't remember the title now. Comic Zone. <laughs> comic Zone? Comic Zone is an experience. Buggy Boy is a game. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but, Eric, what do you feel about F-Zero on the SNES versus one i put in here for both of us eric 
Zombies okay. Ate My Neighbors, also on the NES or SNES. Oh, man. This is a killer. Which one would you play today? The which one would I play today? I played both of them. But F Zero versus Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I have more fun with Zombies Ate My Neighbors. So that's my pick. Uh, F Zero is a very cool game. Uh, I think a lot of people. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Talk bad. I was going to use a different word that starts with SH. Uh, on F-Zero, the original one, and say it got better later, but the original one is a very fun, fast, exciting, even though it's not it actually is. fast, but it feels fast, um, game. But Zombies Ate My Neighbors is huge with tons of levels, super fun gameplay, the music's addictive, it is B-movie, which I love, it hits me on that chord, I have to pick Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yep. Anything to add, Tim? <laughs> um... No, not really. Would you, would you have picked F Zero? Uh, yes, I would have picked F Zero. <laughs> Basically, because I've never played Zombies Ate My Neighbors. So. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, that's I would classic F Zero. Well, I would. I, I will have to remedy that. <laughs> and yeah, my my classic. suggestion is you play it on the SNES, which is why we have that version, not the Genesis, almost exclusively because. Uh, well, I prefer the I prefer the Super Nintendo sound chip myself, but. Um, the, also, just the extra buttons helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But generally, I think if it's a Konami game, I'm going to want to play it on these snares, not on the Mega Drive. Hmm. All right, this one goes to me, and this is this is a, this is a heavy hitter. Super Mario World on the SNES versus the Neo Geo, and I picked one from the series, the one that's considered by most to be the best, Metal Slug Three. Metal Slug 3, Super Mario World. This one kills me. Metal Slug is an amazing series. It is an arcade game. It is a coin feeder. Mario, Super Mario World is the epitome of a console game in that there's levels and save points and secrets, and you can go back and you can... It's a big, full experience. I remember the first time I heard the cool echo sounds when I was my buddy when he just got this thing and hearing the <laughs> little cape sound <laughs> I don't know it's uh, it has to be Super Mario World for me Tim yep Super Mario World <laughs> Eric what was Super Mario World versus what was it in? Metal Slug 3 on the Neo Geo I would have picked Metal Slug that's okay all right, Super Mario. I'm not 3D. a huge Super. I, I mean, I like playing Mario once in a while, but they're, they're really not my favorite games. Yeah, you're wrong. But um, Win- <laughs> <laughs> Tim Windjammers on the Neo Ooh. Geo versus Elemental Master on the Genesis. I might have snuck that one on the list. <laughs> <laughs> no, no competition for me. I'm afraid it's Windjammers. Simple. Final answer. <laughs> It's just a brilliant game. Yeah, I think I'd have to pick Windjammers. Well, I want to appreciate my cohorts here for providing context for these games for the listeners to hear. Um, <laughs> Elemental Master is an amazing Genesis game that I really love. It is simple, stupid arcade. You can shoot up and down. It's a shmup. Uh, yep. But Windjammers is a co-op. There's no nothing else like it. It's a, not a co-op. A, a one versus one game where you are basically playing like... Frisbee. 
frisbee soccer one on one, and with special moves like it's like Street Fighter Two meets frisbee soccer. It's, it's kind of frisbee tennis, isn't it? Tennis because you got volleyball. I don't know. It is exciting and fast, and you yell at each other and yeah, super fun. And I'm gonna have to agree. Three nothing. Windjammers. Final answer. Um, which brings Eric up for the next one. Worms on the Amiga versus okay. Mega Man X on the Super Nintendo. You can hear well, the colts from here. Yeah, it's getting, yeah. It's getting silent. Actually, so Worms is a game that if you're playing with someone else's just the most amazing party game you can imagine. Um, I still have not worms, experienced it that way. I want to. Yeah, but even Worms by itself is still a very fun game. Um, but Mega Man X, I mean, that's... I mean, I, I'm sure there's a lot more people that appreciate Mega Man X a lot more than I do. I, I would have to pick Worms. Eric, I am one of those people. Mega Man X for me. Tiebreaker goes to Tim. Yep. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Um, I've played a lot more Worms than I have Mega Man. Um, do I go on my personal feelings yes. or do I go yes. on... These are your picks? What would you okay. play? That's the game. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I will have to go with Worms. I like because wh- of my personal feelings for Worms. I've never really gelled with the Mega Man games. You know, shoot me if you want to, whatever. But <laughs> I've, I've, I've never really got on with them that well. Um, I know they're brilliant. I know that it's, a, you know, a legendary... Um, uh, game uh, style, um, but for me personally, I'm going to go worms. I don't know why you feel bad about every decision you make, Tim. There's like this guilty <laughs> thing going off you tonight. Yeah, no, because it's it's obviously you know people have a lot of nostalgia to to Mega Man and all that sort of stuff, and probably most of our audience are more going to be Mega Man than than Worms. So I'm going against the flow, but I, I got to go with my gut, and that's Worms. All right, I've got the next pick one here, and, and I'm going to be honest. This one, is from for you guys, it might not be as hard as it is for me, but really is. Uh, Secret of Monkey Island on the Amiga. So Eric's out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that game. Uh, no, no, it's no. It's, I like it. The humor's I, I, great. I actually do appreciate it. The music that's the song of Secret of Monkey Island. I don't know what it is about the little calypso tune. It is I think it might be even though I literally never played this game until a couple of years ago might be my favorite video game tune of all time it is there's something about it um playing through the game was fun it is a point and click which means once you played through it you played through it and I totally want to give this a win except it's up against Neo Turf Masters on the Neo Geo Oh that's a spicy meatball It's a spicy meatball <laughs> for me and I have to say as boring as arcade golf sounds, it is not. It is amazing, and I have to give it to New Turf Masters. Tim, um, yeah, I'm. I'm the same. I I I enjoy Legend uh, Monkey Island. Um, I, I played it a bit back in the day, and I kind of like um, did a. Uh, um, 
me and one of my friends we sort of like played through it and so that was that was fun um but yeah it's no neo turf masters is it let's face it (laughs) (laughs) neo turf masters here too neo turf masters all right tim you got first pick on this next one i picked for us and actually tim you helped me pick this but i would have picked it anyways is between this or Sonic 2, and I picked the best game for our list would be Sonic CD on the Sega CD, which, in my opinion, is the best 2D Sonic, up against Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Okay. Um, Sonic CD, uh, obviously brilliant, groundbreaking game on the the Mega CD, um, with the uh, extra enhancements, the CD sound quality, um, the playability on it. It's just like, to me, the epitome of a Sonic game. Um, if you don't like Sonic games, then you're probably not going to really enjoy that one very much. But um, yeah, Sonic CD is brilliant. Um, and uh, what was the other? Yoshi's Island. <laughs> wow. Yoshi's Island. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's this. <laughs> So, yeah, Sonic CD for me. <laughs> Eric, I'll be blown away to, to hear what you choose on this one. Yeah, I'm not even going to get into it, like, too much here. It's Yoshi's Island for me. Eric does not like the Sonic games, and he loves Yoshi's Island. Even though he just said yes. he's never gotten into a Super Mario Brothers game, he loves Super Mario Brothers or I Super Mario World it's too. not really a Mario game. It's, it's a Yoshi game. It's a Yoshi game. So, uh, yeah, uh, between these two... Uh, Sonic CD definitely wins for me. Uh, Yoshi's Island, for whatever reason, hasn't quite clicked for me. I've tried a couple times, and the Screaming Baby is a bit much. But Sonic CD is brilliant. That's the winner. Uh, Eric, you go first on this one. Okay. Super Contra on the Super Nintendo. Yep. Versus Mario Kart, also on the Super Nintendo. Mm. Tim is flabbergasted. I never got along well with Super Contra. I just, I could never get that far in it. Um, it's, it's tough as nails. But Mario Kart is fun. I mean, it's, you, you, you play by yourself, play it with friends. Um, I have to admit, I mean, the first Mario Kart is not my favorite Mario Kart, obviously, but I'm going to pick Mario Kart. All right. I loved Mario Kart. It was mm-hmm. an amazing game at the time, but this is what game would we play today? And the first Mario Kart doesn't really hold up anymore. It has a nostalgia factor, but as a game, eh. Uh, Super Contra is still what it was back in the day. It is hard as nails, which makes it fun to get better at. It's got a bunch of cool set pieces. It changes the action a lot, uh, and it's still one of the best Contra games ever made. Super Contra is my choice. So it's coming down to me on this one. Again, again. Coming down to you, Tim. Whoa. So I, I, I can see the, the point of both. I take both of your points entirely. Um, Mario Kart, brilliant game. Uh, love it. Will still, I, I disagree. I will pick it up and play it um, mm-hmm. because, because of what it is. I enjoy playing it. Super Contra. Um, Again, the, the, the complexity or the, the difficulty level of the game is always a stumbling block for me. Um, Get good, bro. Very, 
<laughs> but it's a very visceral game. Um, it's it's just the even just thinking about Super Contra. Just when you turn the console off, you got a console on. You got the Konami logo that comes down, and then it comes into that intro sequence. And I just remember that putting that on in um, in my shop that I used to run, and it just blew me away. Um, but I can't really judge it on that. So if it was going to be a game I'm going to pick up and play, it's going to be Mario Kart, I'm afraid. All right. All right. So that puts... Am I back in the lead decision-making? Yeah, I am. Okay. Um, ooh, ooh. Okay. Oh, no. Secret of Mana on the Super Nintendo. Okay. Yeah. Streets of Rage 2 on the Sega Genesis. So here's the here's the thing about this one. Street Rage 2 I've tried very little of and can't really click with, but I've kind of come to the conclusion lately that I don't love beat-em-ups. Secret of Mana right. is a game that I've never taken the time to start, but I absolutely love action RPGs, and I know this is supposed to be a good one, so I have to pick purely off the fact that I like one genre over the other, which is kind of lame, but... I would have to give it to Secret of Mana. You're giving it Secret of Mana? Yes. Okay. Eric's hurt. Drop something. Tim? (laughs) (laughs) You want me to choose on this one? Well, you know, you got second pick, so yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Yeah, Secret of Mana for me. Uh, Played it. Uh, one of the probably two, maybe three games I've RPGs that I've really sort of like dug into a fair bit. Can't, I must admit, I can't remember a huge amount about it now, but I did play a lot of it back in the day. Um, in fact, this was one that I took home over sort of like my Christmas break in, in the holiday times when I had the, the snares in the shop. Um, and I played this quite a bit. Um, so yeah, secret of mana for me. Definitely. Eric, any final words? Doesn't matter what I say. (laughs) That's hurt. That's that's pain. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even want to give streets of rage. It's fair. Do streets of rage two is the best game on the Genesis. I'm going to say that secret mana is not on the Genesis. I'm going to say that. I know, but it's the, <laughs> still the best game on the Genesis. So that tells you what I think about being it. someone who owned a Genesis at the time, instead of the super Nintendo, I will tell you, I vastly prefer super Nintendo games to this day. And I even did back then. I was always jealous. Um, yeah. so now it is Tim to start this one, street fighter two turbo on the super Nintendo with the correct joypad versus Perfect. So Tim's like, yeah, that's what I'm going to pick. Until he hears Lotus Turbo Challenge 2 on the Amiga. What? What? <laughs> um, I think it's really difficult to go against Lotus. Um, one of my all-time favorite Amiga games. A uh, great racer, uh, a shining example of what you can actually do on the Amiga if you take your time and program it. So if, if you go against like 
some of the trashy versions of other into the screen races like Outrun and all that sort of stuff. Oh. The, potential, the, the, the potential that Outrun had on the Amiga because it's similar similar processor and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. My pick is Lotus on the Amiga. Eric, perfect. Perfect. So I played a lot of Street Fighter 2 in the arcades and I loved it. Played with my friends, battled everything. Um, we had it in the pizza parlor that I worked at, and so I played a ton of it. And when it came to the Super Nintendo, when it finally made its way to the Super Nintendo, it was the first game I bought for the Super Nintendo, and I loved it. Played it constantly. Played against my friends. Played it at home. Um, I I think it's I think it's like. I really think it's a better game, so I'm going to pick Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Oh, it came down to me. I didn't want it to because yeah, because I'm going to be very biased. I don't like yeah. fighting games, but Street Fighter 2 yeah. Turbo, if I was ever going to play a fighting game, it's going to be Street Fighter because that is the one I have nostalgia for. I stink at it. I'm trying to go to, like, what would I play right now? And honestly, the answer is I would play Lotus Turbo because that's a, a more fun game to me. Um, and, of course, it's Lotus, so I'm partial. But, I mean, I, if, if I'm purely having to decide on that, I have to choose Lotus. It's really hard not to pick Street Fighter, even though I don't like the game style. Ugh. I, have, I, I was similar here, but I had to stick with my guns. <laughs> yeah, I have to stick with what I said I was going to set out to do, which is what would I play today, and I would play Lotus. Lotus 2 Turbo yep. Challenge on the Amiga. I picked an Amiga game over a Super Nintendo game. Hell has freezing over. Frozen. Freezing? Frozen. Um, Eric, Eric's, Eric's picks are getting... <laughs> I know, my picks are all getting destroyed. Out. What? Whatever. Well, it's your turn to start this one off right, Eric, because you got first pick on Galaga 88 on the PC Engine versus Sensible Soccer on the Amiga. Hmm. Galaga 88 is, is a fun game. It is a blast. I mean, and it's silky smooth on the PC Engine. Um, I, really, I really like that game a lot. Um, sensible soccer is a game I wish I was good at. I wish I was better at it. I, to this day, I don't think I've ever won a game in sensible soccer. Um, I love playing it. I think it's a fantastic game, but I'm not very, very good at it. Therefore I don't play it that much. Um, I'm going to pick Galaga 88. All I'm going to say is Doug, I am choosing a Galaga game over another game. Galaga 88 <laughs> is the correct answer here. Tim, do you agree or not that it matters, but do you agree? Uh, I, no, I disagree. I would, uh, again, what, uh, what would I play now? Sensible soccer. Oh. No question. All right. All right. Uh, my turn to go first again. Supercars on the Amiga versus Chrono Trigger on the Super Nintendo. So I have to pick one of the highest rated RPGs of all time filled with story and colors and fun versus a glitchy car game. Um, <laughs> where you can shoot sometimes, but can't shoot other times. The difficulty gets really hard all of a sudden on level four. I have to choose Chrono Trigger. Tim. Yep. Chrono Trigger. 
Eric. Even though even though I love supercars, I'd have to pick Corona Trigger. This is why we have double elimination. You can let them win later, you know? Yep. Yep. And we'll go quicker when we get past the first round here. That's that's part of it. So uh Timothy Zelda a Link to the Past on the Super Nintendo, considered by many to be the best game ever made. Versus Garbage in a Half Shell, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Hyperstone Heist on the Genesis. <laughs> Garbage in a Half Shell. No, no bias there. Yeah, I mean, what what can you say about Zelda a Link to the Past? It's just fantastic game, isn't it? It's the reason why I own a super several Super Nintendos and I own a copy of the game. Um, there's not enough superlatives for the game i don't think it's just amazing so yeah that's my pick zelda i'm going to interject here i have no no interest in turtles i'm going to interject here because you probably thought i was leaning one way and i'm not i don't know why and erica you're gonna let you go last on this one to make the final decision as much as i want to love zelda and everything on paper i should i to this day cannot find the interest to finish that game i don't know what it is Right. And Hyperstone Heist, when we compare the two versus that versus Turtles in Time, it's a beat-em-up. I just talked about how much I don't like beat-em-ups. I love the Ninja Turtles beat-em-ups. I do. Yep. So I guess I'm a liar and a crook, and I have to choose Hyperstone Heist. So what's the answer? What's the real answer going to be, Eric? It's on you now. The real answer is that Link to the Past, Zelda, is a puzzle game. Where do you think it's going <laughs> to land? <laughs> You're really going to kick out Zelda. I cannot believe it, man. Well, I suppose uh, you've 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 had the uh, the rough end of the stick so far, so good. That's right. <laughs> so, I'm I'm going to pick the garbage in a half shell. <laughs> All right, Eric, the way this worked out because I jumped in front of you, you get first pick on this one. Okay. Uh Frontier Elite 2 on the Amiga. Man, there's so much Amiga stuff. Uh versus Bust a Move, also known as Puzzle Bobble. On the Neo Geo. Man, so we're talking about fun games. Which one do we want to play? I loved Elite One, but I didn't play that much Elite Two because I just I, it didn't gel with me. So, but I do love Bust a Move, so I'm going to play pick Bust a Move. Bust a Move is one of my favorite games on the Neo Geo. It's right up there with Neo Turf Masters and Windjammers. Absolutely mm-hmm. love it. That's the move. Yep. Timothy, any any thoughts? No, no disagreement there. All right, I got first on this one. Devil's Crush on the mm. PC Engine, which I chose for our list above Alien Crush, for better or for worse, yeah. versus another PC Engine title, Magical Chase. This one, yeah, Shmup versus a pinball game. That's right. For those who don't know, Devil's Crush is the name of a pinball game. And a very good one. Very smooth. It is. Uh, but it's also a game that once you get going, it could be 50 minutes before you get bored and have to turn it off because you just can't, the game will not end. Which is the one thing I have against it, even though it's very fun. Magical Chase is a game that is a shmup, cute em up side scroller with a little witch and candy and stuff. This is a hard one for me. I literally have no idea. Um, I think I'm going to give the nod ever so slightly to Devil's Crush. Tim, 
Yep, I'm exactly the same. Uh, like both games, I must admit, Magical Drop, I find frustratingly difficult. <laughs> um, it's it's a, you know, fantastic and it's a rare beast on the PC engine as well. You know, copies go for stupid money, um, but that's got no real bearing on this. Um, I think, yeah, Devil's Crush. It's a game I want to play. What would you have chosen, Eric? Devil's Crush. All right, we are simpatico. All right, Tim, you got first pick Tetris Attack on the Super Nintendo. One of my picks, because I wanted to get a nice puzzle game in there. Versus Super Metroid, also on the Super Nintendo. Oof. Hmm. I must admit, I don't have a lot of opinion on either of those two. Um, Super Metroid is one I've not played a huge amount of, unfortunately. Um, and Tetris is Tetris. I haven't played Tetris Attack that much. Um, Have you played a game called Panel Dipon? No. Oh, okay. So yeah, Tetris that Attack, if you, if you don't recall, is nothing like Tetris. I mean, it's still falling blocks, but it's a little different. But Okay. Anyways. Um... <clears throat> I'll go with uh, Metroid. Eric? I'm going to go with Super Metroid. And I absolutely love Tetris Attack, and I wish it would show up higher, but it fought against one of my favorite games of all time. Super Metroid is amazing, um, and I love it, and I will pick it. Boom. All right. We are just burning through. No, we're not. Um, <laughs> Eric, you're first on this one, right? Yes. Speedball 2 on the Amiga versus Vector Man on the Genesis. Mm. Speedball 2 is a game on the Amiga that I really do enjoy playing. I have a lot of fun with it. I'm not very good at it. I wish I was better. Uh, kind of like Sensible Soccer. Um, but the graphics are very unique. Uh, they're very good. Love playing that one. Um, Vector Man is a game that when I first got my Genesis, I played a lot of Vector Man. But I will say that I never finished it. And I never felt like going back to it. So I'm going to pick Speedball 2. Yeah, Vector Man is cool and it feels cool. But yeah, you kind of have to f- push yourself to finish the game because it kind of loses interest. Yeah, Speedball 2, exactly I'm, I'm, I'm just like you. Speedball 2, I would love to sit down and get good at it. You and I actually won a game together one time, which was very exciting. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to give this one to the Amiga, Speedball 2. Tim, any opinions on this one? Same, Speedball 2. Same, Speedball 2. Uh, I got this next pick first. Bomberman 93 on the PC Engine. Great Bomberman game. And Bomberman itself is already great. Up against a little-known... Well, in my opinion, it's a little-known game. I guess maybe it was bigger where Tim was at, but Tiny Toons Adventures Buster Bust Loose. Uh, I actually put... You know, I put... I wrote Genesis here, but no, I think it's... Um, sorry, this is Super Nintendo. Um, that, was, that was Genesis. Is it Genesis? Yep, yep. Mega Drive game. Mm. Got it downstairs. It might be on both. Okay. Okay. Um, it we played it when we first started the show. It's a really good game and underappreciated game, uh, at least here in America. Um, Bomberman is very good, but I'm gonna give it to Tiny Tunes. 
Timothy? Yep, I'm the same. Pure, purely on what am I going to play now? Tiny Tunes, definitely. I hate to do that to Bomberman. Eric, what would you have picked? Bomberman? I, I would have picked Bomberman. All right, all right. I want to hear the passion, Eric. I want to hear the anger in your voice. <laughs> or, I don't think there's much left at about 1 o'clock. Or we, <laughs> yeah, it's 1, it's 1 a.m. There's not going to be a lot of excitement. Come on now. No, you got to pick it up for the listeners. 100 episodes, Eric. All right, let's go. Let's go. Push us through. Military Madness versus Paracel Stars. Tim. Uh, military madness on the PC engine precursor to advanced wars. It's called Nectaris as well. You might know it by the name Nectaris. No, never played that one. Nope. Um, Pete parasol stars, um, played a ton of that, played it on the Amiga, played it on the PC engine. Um, yep. Parasol stars for me, Eric. You know, I'm going to pick Military Madness. I love that game. I, I, it's a turn-based strategy game. Um, you don't see a lot of those on consoles. Um, I played a lot of it. I'm going to go with Military Madness. I would pick that game if it wasn't up against like my favorite Turbo Graphics game, Parasol, Parasol Stars. I play that every time I turn on the Turbo. Yeah, it's so good. Um, Parasol Stars, otherwise known as Bubble Bobble Three. Uh, Eric, Natopia 2 on the PC Engine versus League Bowling on the Neo Geo. Hmm. Uh, League Bowling on the Neo Geo is obviously a bowling game on the Neo Geo. Sounds kind of boring, but when you play with multiple players like we did at your house, it's a it's a blast. Love playing that. Um, what was the other one again? Natopia 2. Yeah, Natopia 2, that one is kind of like a little RPG, right? Action RPG, yeah. Yeah, a little action RPG. And that one was a lot of fun, too. I mean, I did enjoy playing that one. I'm going to pick uh, the bowling game on Neo Geo. Gosh. League of Bowling. Darn you, Eric. The answer is Natopia 2, which is one of my favorite RPGs of the era, action RPGs. Yeah. I loved that game so much. I loved Natopia 1. 2 was just, it turned it from a 10 to 11. That much better. League Bowling was fun. I had never played it before. Tim and uh, uh, Tim came over. We all played it together. It was fun, mm-hmm. but it was very simple. There wasn't. I think we played everything it had to offer in like the hour we played it. I don't think there was yeah, much more to it. I think that's right. So yeah. uh, I would have given it to Natopia too, but I have a feeling Tim's going to pick League Bowling. Am I right, Tim? I don't know. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, well. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, straightforward here. I've never played Newtopia. Um, I've played a ton of league bowling. Okay, okay. But I also have to go on the simple premise of if I was going to choose a game to play, even though I've never played Newtopia, I've played league bowling a ton. It's a bowling game. Yeah. If I was going to play something, I would probably pick up utopia and and, try that. and you should i think that was the right choice right. awesome awesome um so tim you got first choice here Ooh, this might be a tough one maybe maybe not cannon fodder on the amiga shuffle puck cafe on the atari st Ooh, that's a spicy meatball i see <laughs> it is for me anyway yeah um cannon fodder is brilliant Obviously, we use um, some of the music from it. <laughs> um, it's a classic Amiga game. 
Um, we've got a lot, we're, we're, we're heavy on a lot of Amiga games. Um, and uh, rightly so, because there's some great games out there. Um, <laughs> it's a tough one. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to go cannon fodder. I think you were the decision maker there too. Eric, are you also cannon fodder? Yeah. I mean, you're going to compare a game that was like cannon fodder. So complex and so much to do and so much fun versus a, a, it's basically a pong game. Oh gosh. It's fun. It's fun. I like it. It's fun. I do. And I played it on the Mac. That was my first time playing it was on the Mac a long time ago. And I had fun playing it, but it's a Pong game. So no, it's cannon fodder. It's got to be. They're both good games. Shuffle Puck is an exciting action game with multiple opponents you play through and all kinds of cool sound effects and fun little visual cues. Cannon fodder is a point and click game. Go here. Go here. Hit that. Go here. Hit that. Uh, they're both brilliant games. I would have given it to a shuffle puck. There's also there's strategy as well to cannon fodder. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's cannon fodder is the winner there. Yeah. Uh, I went last. So Eric, you got first pick here. Castlevania Rondo of blood. This is the one that I put two Castlevania games, uh, on the PC engine CD versus donkey Kong country two considered the best donkey Kong country on super Nintendo. Yeah. I was never a huge fan of the Donkey Kong game. I'm going to go with Castlevania, Rondo of Blood. Ooh, okay. This is a really tough one for me. But I think what it comes down to for me is I love both games a ton. Rondo of Blood I've beaten, and I don't feel a need to go back and beat it again, where Donkey Kong Country is just a joy to play, and I would go beat it again and again. So for me, I'm hmm. picking Donkey Kong. Tim, comes down to you. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. I'm going to go Donkey Kong. Um, wow. I... I I like the Castlevania games, um, but if I was going to go purely on, right, there's Castlevania there, there's Donkey Kong there, what am I going to play? Donkey Kong. It's way more fun. Cool. For my, for my, uh, for my level of uh, ability. <laughs> I can live with that. I can live with that. All right. My pick here, Gunstar Heroes on the Genesis, a brilliant uh, run and gun made by Treasure. Gamers who make games versus... Uh, Pinball Fantasies on the Amiga. Oof. Uh, and I'm, just for the fun of it, I'm just going to in- interject. You can use Pinball Dreams, whichever one is your preference. One of the pinball games there. Um, I, I know people love Pinball Fantasies and Pinball Dreams. I feel like there's like one good table on each one of those, and it's never clicked for me to the point where I'm like, I want to keep playing this. Gunstar Heroes is a masterpiece for me. It's Gunstar Heroes. That's Tim next. Okay, Pimble Fantasies. <laughs> oh, jeez, you're leaving it to me. Uh, we are. <laughs> I love the pinball games on the Amiga, and I play them all the time. Um, with that said, if I'm going to play a game and try to get into it today, I think I'm going to go with Gunstar Heroes. There's just, I think there's... I think there's more fun to be had there. Excellent wrong, choice. Of course. But <laughs> Excellent <fine>. choice. <laughs> Tim, you got first pick here. Blazing lasers on the PC engine versus another shooter. This time on the Amiga. 
involving a bee. Pidia. A pidia. Okay. <laughs> we know Eric's uh, opinion. <laughs> 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 Simple choice on this one. It's got to be blazing lasers. Eric, do you agree? Um, yeah, I agree. And blazing I do lasers. too. Sorry, Tim, to cut you off. Do you have any insight? Nope. Well, I mean, I do, but I mean, there's, there's, it's the obvious, isn't it? You know, Blazing Lasers is just one of the shoot ups of all time. Pidia is good. It's, it's great. It's rock solid. It's yep. a brilliant Amiga game, but ain't no Blazing Lasers. Yep. I agree with everything Amiga Tim just game. said. It's good for an Amiga game, but mm-hmm. now we're talking about PC Engine, which is just a yep. better system. Um, it's it's a great game all right um who started that one eric did so it's back to me yeah this will be easy for me i had to pick uh these are two neo geo games i put uh shock troopers on the list because i love it i think eric loves it as well i do not sure tim's opinion um but i had to put a game that most people who rate neo geo games consider to be among the best if not the best neo geo game but it's a fighter garu mark of the wolves Ooh, i love garu mark of the wolves so for me it's gonna be shock troopers i can't get into any of the neo geo fighters tim um i've not played either of these so i have no real opinion um if i was gonna go for either i would probably go shock troopers eric let's let's pretend it was a split decision eric what would you honestly have picked i'm curious I love Garu Mark of the Wolves. It's probably my favorite fighter on Neo Geo. So I think I'd pick that one. Okay. Yep. All right. And Tim, this will end the first round. Rocket Knight Adventures on the Genesis against Micro Machines 2 Turbo Tournament, the four-player variant on the Genesis. That's a tough one. No competition for me. Micro Machines. I'm gonna put. The I'm gonna pr- pick. Yeah. Oh, is that no, go my ahead. next? I'm sorry. Yeah, you are. I'm gonna pick Micro Machines. All right, I would have picked Rocket Knight. All right, Micro Machines takes it. Rocket Knight is a brilliant game. Love that it game. It is. It is. Uh, Micro Machines is an okay game, but the fact that it's got the four-player thing is super cool. That's more of a hardware thing than a game thing. Anyways, uh, we have completely gone through all 64 games and chosen the first winners. So now. The rest of this is the speed round, so we will do this quickly. We don't need descriptions. Let's start with the losers bracket. Um, just, just before we start, I need to quickly dash off a second. Oh, dash off! <laughs> he must be going to go find something he wants to show us from his retro collection. I am sure that that is what it is. So, Eric, you and yeah. I are going to work on this unless we hit a, a, a roadblock. I think we'll be all okay. right. Echo yeah. the Dolphin versus Lords of Thunder. Lords of Thunder. Lords of Thunder. Decided. Okay. Uh, NBA Live 95 versus Earthbound. Oh. NBA Live 95 versus Earthbound. I'd have to go with Earthbound. I would as well. So, so far we're simpatico and we don't need Tim's opinion because it doesn't count. Right. Uh, Alien Breed versus Rainbow Island. Rainbow Island going to be rainbow island and i know that's what tim would pick so i feel like he's involved in that decision uh comic zone versus f-zero f-zero for me f-zero for me 
All right. We're getting through these. We're getting through these. Uh, Metal Slug 3 versus Elemental Master on the Sega Genesis. I'm going to pick Elemental Master. Oh, wow. Oh, we were, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need Tim for that one. Okay. Right. Versus Metal Slug we'll, Three. We're gonna come back to that one. We're okay. gonna come back to that one. Uh, Secret of Monkey Island versus Mega Man X. Mega Man X. Tim would agree with you. So back. Tim, just to make sure, Mega Man X versus Secret of Monkey Island. You're gonna go Mega Man X, I assume. Yeah, cool, then. Is that is that right? <laughs> I don't know. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. How about Metal Slug 3 versus Elemental Master? Uh, Metal Slug. Oh, wow. All right, so it does land in my... my okay. <sighs> Which one would I rather play? It's hard, because by myself, I'd rather play Elemental Master. With a friend, I'd rather play Metal Slug. But I'm more often by myself. I'm giving Elemental Master the nudge. Uh, Eric, Eric with Elemental Master on that one. All right. Yeah. So again, as a trio here, we're just moving through these quick. Yoshi's Island versus Super Contra. Who are we going? Who, who's going? We're first? all just going. Say it. Say what you got. Oh, Super Contra. I'm, I'm Super Contra too, as well. So that's it. So that's it. Streets of Rage 2 versus Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Oh! <laughs> Eric is hurting here. I'm going to pick Streets of Rage 2. I'm going Street Fighter 2. I'm going Street Fighter 2. All right. As I'm well. Glad. I'm kind of happy. I'm okay. <laughs> Sensible Soccer versus Supercars. Supercars. Which is the better of the myth games. <laughs> I'm picking supercars. I'm, I'm going supercars. All right. Zelda, Link to the Past, Frontier Elite 2. Zelda. Mm. Zelda. Zelda. Boo. Look, at we're flying now. We're flying. Magical Chase versus Tetra- Tetris Attack. I'm going to have to go Tetris Attack. I love that game. Magical Chase. Magical Chase. And I was outvoted. Uh, we're on Vector Man versus Bomberman 93. Bomberman. 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 All right. Military Madness versus League Bowling. Military Madness. Oh, split decision. I'm going to have to give the, lo- the nod to League Bowling. I apologize, Eric. That's all right. I feel, sh- I feel ashamed. Shuffle Puck Cafe versus Rondo of Blood. Shuttle Puck Cafe. I actually agree. <laughs> yeah, me too. Wow. Okay. What would I want to play? Shuffle Puck. That's interesting. Uh, Apidia versus Pinball Fantasies. Ooh. Pinball Fantasies. Yeah, Pinball Fantasies. Agreed. Um, Garu Mark of the Wolves versus Rocket Knight Adventure. Garu. I'm going to go Garu because I would actually play that over Rocket Knight, I think, because I want to try it. All right. Fair enough. Fair. Which makes it a better game, apparently. <laughs> All right. We are moving back up to the winner's bracket, which, want, which wants us to ask this question. Bonk's Revenge versus Oids. 
Oids. I'm going Bonk's Revenge. I'm going Oids. Oh my gosh, Oids is working as well. Right. I knew it would. That's why I threw it in there. Castlevania, <laughs> blo- yeah. You and Eric are teaming up on things. Uh, Castlevania, oh, we're teaming what? up on teaming things. up on things. Castlevania Bloodlines versus Chaos Engine. I'm going Castlevania. I'm going to go with uh, Chaos Engine. I'm going to go Castlevania. There you go. I'm Castle okay with v, it. Castle V. What I want to know, Eric, is are you okay with it? I'm okay with it. <laughs> Dungeon Master and Splatterhouse. Dungeon, Dungeon Master. Dungeon Master. Yeah. All right. Moving right on loud. Uh, zombies ate my buggy boy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going zombies. I'm going zombies. Yep. Uh, Super Mario World. Ooh, this is actually a tough one for me. Windjammers. Windjammers. I'm going Super Mario World. Oh. <laughs> Someone's got to make the decisions, Tim. The purest in me is going to win in this, and it's going to be Super Mario. All right. I'm not okay with it, but I'm also the one that picked it, so I can't be not okay with it. Uh, Worms on the Amiga versus Neo Turf Masters. Neo Turf Masters. Neo Turf Masters. Yeah. All right. Sonic CD versus Mario Kart. I'm going Sonic I'm gonna CD. Pick, I'm going to pick Sonic CD. Seriously, yeah. Eric? Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, Mario Kart's okay. It's wow, though. All right, I appreciate you. Secret of Mana, Lotus Turbo Challenge. Secret of Mana. Secret of Mana. Secret of Mana, yep. <clears throat> Sorry, Lotus. You're a great game. It is a great game. And it still has... It, that's only one loss. It's coming back. Galaga 88 on the PC Engine versus Chrono Trigger. And I'm going to give it to Galaga. I would rather play Galaga 88. I'm going to Chrono Trigger. Undecisive Tim gets to make the tiebreaker yet again. I'm not undecisive. I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) With great trepidation. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to go with Gallagher, I think. Yes, I love it. Okay. Undisputed correct answers on this list, remember. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hyperstone Heist versus Bust a Move or Puzzle Bobble, if you want to call that, on the Neo Geo. And I've got to go Bust a Move. I'm going to do garbage in a half shell. Ooh. I'm going to go bust a move. All right. Garbage in a half shell. Devil's Crush, Super Metroid. And it's got to be Super Metroid. Super Metroid. For me, I'd be Devil's Crush. Oh, wow. You need to play Super Metroid. Uh, Speedball 2 versus Buster Bust Loose, the Tiny Toons game. For me, it's Tiny Toons. Speedball 2. <laughs> I'm going to go Speedball 2. Oh my goodness. Buster Bust Loose gets busted out. Oh, he loses. Alright. Um, that didn't stick. Hold on. For some reason. Ice cream. 
Speedball. That's interesting. That doesn't take. Uh, Paris All-Stars and Newtopia 2. I'm going to go Paris All-Stars. Love that game. Paris, Paris All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pull the white. Cannon Fodder, Donkey Kong Country 2. Cannon Fodder. Cannon Fodder. Oh, my gosh, you guys. How much wrong can you put into a box? All right. Goodbye, Donkey Kong 2. Gunstar, good, good star heroes versus blazing lasers. That's a tough one. Mm. What was the first one? Gunstar heroes. Gunstar. Oh, Gunstar heroes versus blazing lasers. Blazing lasers for me. Yeah, same for me. Unfortunately. Ah, okay, yeah. Sorry, Cody. That's all right. I'm, I love them both, but Gunstar would have gotten it from me. All right. Shock Troopers on the Neo Geo versus Micro Machines 2 Turbo Champion Sip Duper Duper 4-Player Champion Edition. Shock Troopers. Shock Troopers for me, too. Sorry, Tim. All right, we're heading down to the loser's round to see if we can get some extra life out of some of these. We just heard about it. Micro Machines 2 versus Lords of Thunder. Micro Machines 2 for me. <clears throat> Micro Machines 2. I actually agree with that. Micro Machines. Uh, Gunstar Heroes versus Earthbound. Gunstar Heroes. Gunstar Heroes. Same. Donkey Kong Country 2, Rainbow Islands. DK2. Rainbow Islands. It's your choice, Eric. Rainbow Islands. Uh, that was not my choice, therefore I am sad. All right, we are moving on down to Newtopia 2 versus F-Zero. Newtopia 2. Newtopia. Oh. I don't know what my decision would have been, so I don't have to make that decision now. Thank you. Uh, Buster Bust Loosed from Tiny Toons versus Elemental Master. Elemental Master for me. I... I kind of want to watch Tim Square. I'm going to say Tiny Tunes, Buster Bust Blues. <laughs> yeah, that would have been it for me, yeah. That's what you chose as well? All right. I took out my own game. Yep. Man, I forgot how good that game was, though. Uh, Devil's Crush, Mega Man X. Devil's Crush. Devil's Crush. I'm going to go That's Mega fine. Man, but it is what it is. They're both great. See, it's a top 50. You're going to have some, you know, some inner turmoil. Uh, garbage in a half shell versus Super Contra. I'm going Super Contra. I'm going garbage. I'm going Super Contra. Oh, woof. Chrono Trigger versus Street Fighter 2 Turbo Championship Super Duper Edition 4-player. That's a fair fair matchup, that is, isn't it? What was that again? Chrono Trigger. Super Street Fighter. Super Street Fighter. Super for me, it's Super Street Fighter. I think I'm actually going to agree. Yep. Uh, Lotus Turbo Challenge Two versus Supercars. Ooh, car battle, and I'm going to go Lotus. Ooh. Yeah, me too. Lotus. Doesn't matter what I want. Mario Kart versus Zelda: Link to the Past. Zelda. Zelda. Okay. Worms Amiga versus Tetris Attack. I'm going Tetris Attack, but I think I'm going to lose. Worms. Worms. 
That's right, you have worms. Uh, Windjammers on the Neo Geo, which is sad that it's already in the loser's bracket, versus Bomberman 93 on the PC Engine. Oof, that's a rough one. I'm going Windjammers. I'm going Bomberman. I'm going Windjammers. All right. <coughs> Buggy Boy and League Bowling. I'm going Buggy, Buggy Boy. Boy. Tim's not even going to respond. It's <laughs> <There's> no point. <laughs> Splatter. Well, for entertainment purposes, we'd love to know how you feel. Uh, Splatterhouse versus Shuffle, Shuffle Puck Cafe. Shuffle Puck. Shuffle Puck. Okay. I actually was leaning Splatterhouse, even though Shuffle Puck is my childhood. Um, Chaos Engine, Pinball Fantasies. Pinball Fantasies. Chaos Engine. Ooh. I'm going Chaos Engine. I'd rather play Chaos Engine. And Bonk's Revenge versus Garu Mark of the Wolves. For me, oh, it's, it's Bonk's. It's Garu. Bonk's. Right. All right. So it sounds like we're only a little bit done, but let me tell you right now, we are more than halfway, much more than halfway done. Oh, the numbering system's weird. Okay, we're good. Um, we are three-fourths done. So now now we get some big decisions to make here because we're back in the winner's bracket. Castlevania Bloodlines versus Oints. <laughs> <laughs> I might be I'm leading do, the witness. I'm going to do Castlevania. I'm going to do Oids. I'm doing Take Castlevania. Oids. Goodbye, Oids. <laughs> Hold on. i got to let my dog out. Hold on. That's what she... Okay. Oh. Mickey? Is that Mickey? <laughs> Dungeon Master versus Zombies Ate My Neighbors, Tim. Uh, Dungeon Master for me, because I've not really played Zombies. So. Yeah. I think I know what's going to go out. <laughs> I, I am undecided on this. Let's see if Eric, he, Eric disappeared on us. He's got to let his dog out. Yep. You let the dogs out. Right, we're going to have to come back to that. Super Mario World. Oh, no, Eric's back. Hang on. Super Mario World versus Neo Turf Masters. All right. Uh, sorry about that. Do you have some decisions for me to make? Super Mario World versus Neo Turf Masters. Neo Turf Masters. Neo Turf Masters. I'm glad I didn't have to make a choice. And I'm happy with that too. All right, Eric. Zombies Ate My Neighbors or Dungeon Master? Zombies. Ah, okay. You put it in my lap. I gotta give it to zombies. Gotta give it to zombies. I just love the subject matter so much. Uh, Sonic CD versus Secret of Mana. Secret of Mana for me. Secret of Mana. Okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, Galaga 88 versus Bust a Move. Galaga 88. Bust a Move for me. Bust a Move for me. I can't believe this one is getting up there. And you, you were surprised about that entry as well, Cody. <laughs> Which one? Buster. Buster, Buster. Oh, no, I would have put that one in for sure. That would have been one of my picks. Um, I was surprised about Oids. Uh, Super Metroid versus Speedball 2. Metroid. Metroid. Parasol Stars versus Cannon Fodder. Parasol Stars for me. 
Cannon fodder for me. For both of you. Oh, cannon fodder finally gets turned into fodder. Blazing lasers. Shock troopers. Blazing lasers. Blazing lasers. Yep, yep. yep. All right. We are getting down to it, gentlemen. Uh, We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight that have not lost yet. Uh, So let's Mm -hmm. quickly hop over to the losers bracket. Hammer some of these out. Uh, Micro Machines versus Gunstar Heroes. Gunstar for me. Gunstar. Gunstar. Uh, Rainbow Island versus Natopia 2. Natopia 2 for me. Rainbow Island. Uh, okay. We've got Tiny Toons Busters Bust Loose versus Devil Crush. Devil's Crush. Tiny Toons. Yeah, I'm giving it to Tiny Tunes, Eric. That's a good game. Uh, Super Contra and Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Okay. I didn't talk because I wanted you guys to make the right choice, and I think you did, ultimately. Not my choice, but the right choice. Zelda versus Lotus. Mm. Zelda. Zelda. Okay. I think I would agree with that, actually. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of hypocrisy in what we're saying, but <laughs> it's fine. Worms on the Amiga versus Windjammers, and I've got to go Windjammers. 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 Even if you're talking about couch, you know, playing against each other. Uh, yeah. Buggy Boy. Sorry. You agree? No, go ahead. Absolutely, yeah. Go, go, go. Buggy Boy versus Shuffle, Shuffle Puck Cafe. And this one will go Shuffle Puck for me. Buggy Boy. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Buggy boy takes it better than better than Pong, right, Eric? That's right. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Chaos Engine versus Bonk's Revenge. I'm, Chaos go- I'm going Bonk. I'm going Chaos Engine. All right, that's the decision there. Back up to the winners bracket. Castlevania Bloodlines versus Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Zombies for me. Zombies for me. <sighs> Man, I'm going zombies. It takes the edge for me. There's a giant baby that takes up the whole screen, more than the screen, and chases you around. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's a bet you can use squirt guns. You can use squirt guns. Zombies. Neo Turf Masters, Secret of Mana. Neo Turf Masters. Agreed. Neo Turf. All right. Bust a move, Puzzle Bobble, versus Super Metroid. And I think I gotta go Super Metroid. Super Metroid. Okay. Uh, Parasol Stars and Blazing Lasers, PC Engine Battle. Spicy Mm. meatballs. Yeah. I'm going to pick Parasol Stars. I love that game. I think I'm Blazing Lasers. Oh, man. So it's up to me. I'm going to pick Parasol Stars. Excited. Back down to the loser's bracket. Sonic CD versus Gunstar Heroes. Gunstar. I'm going Gunstar. Super Mario World, which is somehow in the loser's bracket, versus Rainbow Island on the PC Engine. I'm going to pick Super Mario World. I'm Super Mario World. 
I'll make it easy on you, Tim. Dungeon Master on the Atari versus Tiny Toon Adventures. Buster Bust Loose. Dungeon Master. Dungeon Master. Okay. Oids. <laughs> you know, this is a battle that no one... <laughs> No one listening would look at Eric's hair. Look how much stress we're putting him through. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Oids versus Street Fighter 2. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Oids. Oh, get out of here. Uh, Shock Troopers and Zelda. I think even I have to go Zelda on that one. Uh, cannon fodder and wind jammers. I'm going wind jammers. Cannon fodder. Oh my gosh. I'm going wind jammers. Oh my gosh. That's league bowling, by the way. Oh my gosh. Is it <laughs> speedball two and buggy boy? And speedball I th- two. I think I'm going speedball. All right, we are getting down to it, guys. Uh, Galaga eighty eight on the PC engine versus Chaos Engine. Chaos Engine. I'm going to have to go Chaos Engine. Okay, make it easy on me. Thank you. All right. Let me scroll back up here, and now I need to figure out how we get to the right, because I am out of space. Wouldn't that be funny if I got to the point in the show where I just don't know how to proceed and we just kind of stopped? Yeah. That'd be hilarious. Like the That'd be hilarious. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> the web page crashed and like your brackets were screwed. I wish you didn't just say that because it just froze. I'm not. I'm serious? not even kidding. You said that, and right now it just stopped doing stuff. <laughs> All right. So we had a little computer problem there, but we are back up and running, and we've got a few more to finish this thing off. So going back to our losers bracket, we were at Super Metroid up against Parasol Stars, and we had chosen Super Metroid, I believe. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, so I'm going to cruise on up here. And it all comes down to this, guys. We are we are there. We have reached the home stretch. Neo Turf Masters versus Super Metroid. Neo Turf Masters for me. Neo Turf Masters. I guess I have no say. <laughs> um, now that... Needs to go up against the winner of the loser's bracket, which we'll determine right now. Parasol Stars versus Windjammers. Which I think we just did this one, but maybe it didn't save this one. So what did we decide there? Windjammers for me. Windjammers. Yeah. Windjammers? All right. It's going to be a battle of the... Oh, wait. Blazing Lasers versus Windjammers. I'm going to say Blazing Lasers. Wow, you really like Blazing Lasers. That's a tough one. Tim's waiting for me to decide so he doesn't have to, potentially. <laughs> yeah, it's your turn to decide. Oh, we're not doing turns. We stopped doing turns. <laughs> Fine, I pick Windjammers, Tim. Now it's your turn. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Windjammers. All right, there it is. Super Metroid versus Windjammers. I'm going to say Super Super Metroid. I'm going to agree. Super Metroid. This is where Windjammers ends. 
which means there should only be one last decision to make. Eventually, oh. Neo yep. Turf Masters versus Super Metroid for the win. That's a good battle. That is a good battle. <laughs> Nobody has any opinions. I'm going to say I, I do too. I'm going to say Neo Turf Masters. Me too. So does Tim. All right. I'm going to say Super Metroid, but that doesn't matter. And we have finished our bracket. It has been posted. It is finalized. I'm clicking end of the tournament. And ladies and gentlemen, we technically have the top 64, but I'm not going to go there. We're going to go top 50, 16-bit games of all time. Uh, irreparable proof right here on the show. There's no way we could have got this wrong. <laughs> All right, so let's make it official. Here is your top 50 16-bit system games. That includes computer and console games of all time. Uh, This is factual evidence. You've heard us go through it, and uh, there is no disputing these. So here we go. At number 50, Castlevania Rondo of Blood on the Sega Genesis. At number 49, Alien Breed on the Amiga. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Hyperstone Heist on the Genesis, coming in at number 48, followed by Tetris Attack. On the Super Nintendo at 47. 46, Supercars on the Amiga. 45, Splatterhouse on the PC Engine. 44, Pinball Fantasies uh, on the Amiga. Mega Man X from the Super Nintendo at 43. And another Super Nintendo game, Mario Kart at 42. At 41, Lords of Thunder on the PC Engine CD. Number 40 on the Neo Geo League Bowling. Followed by another, or I should say preceded by another Neo Geo game, Garu, Mark of the Wolves at 39. At 38, F-Zero on the Super Nintendo. At 37, Elemental Master on the Sega Genesis. Earthbound uh, precedes that at number 36 for the Super Nintendo. And uh, two more for a trio of Super Nintendo games. Number 35, the Donkey Kong Country 2 title. And Chrono Trigger at 34. At 33, Bomberman 93 on the PC Engine. Uh, 32, we have Worms on the Amiga. Uh, Super Nintendo Super Contra comes in at number 31. And to round out, 30, Shufflepuck Cafe on, yes, believe it or not, the Atari ST. At 29, Utopia 2 on the PC Engine. On the Sega Genesis, we have Micro Machines 2 at number 28, the one specifically with the extra cartridge, or uh, controller ports in the cartridge. At number 27, you know I love me some Lotus 2 on the Amiga. At number 26, PC Engine presents Pinball with Devil's Crush. At number 25, we stick with the PC Engine, this time with the mascot, Bonk's Revenge. Number 24, Tiny Toons Buster Bust Loose on the Super Nintendo. Everybody loves Sonic, but we had decided to go with his CD title to be the best Sonic title. At number 23, it's Sonic CD. At number 22, we have Shock Troopers on the Neo Geo. Rainbow Island on the Amiga at number 21. And to start the top 20 16-bit games of all time, an Atari ST title at number 20. Oids! At number 19, Galaga 88 on the PC Engine. At number 18, the Cannon Fodder on the Amiga. Buggy Boy on the Amiga comes at number 17. And many people's top game of all time falls to uh, number 16 on our list. That's Zelda Link to the Past on the Super Nintendo. Another Super Nintendo title that might have been thought to be a higher-ranked game, but proof that it's not right here on the show. Number 15, Super Mario World. 
Number 14 is Street Fighter 2 Turbo on the Super Nintendo as well. And then somehow, I'm not sure how this happened, but Chaos Engine from the Amiga, number 13. Number 12, Speedball 2 on the Amiga. Number 11 from the Genesis, Gunstar Heroes. An Atari ST game starts off our top 10, Dungeon Master for number 10. Number of 9, on the Sega Genesis, Castlevania Bloodlines. Number 8, on the Super Nintendo, Secret of Mana. Number 7, it's a Neo Geo title, Bust a Move, otherwise known as Puzzle Bobble. Zombies Ate My Neighbors. This is on the Super Nintendo because of the great controller, and that's why it's number 6. And then our top five. Number five, Parasol Stars on the Amiga. Number four, Blazing Lasers on the PC Engine. Number three, Neo Geo Zone, Windjammers. Number two, the top Super Nintendo game of all time, Super Metroid. And our number one 16-bit game ever, all time, Neo Turf Masters on the Neo Geo. There's only one thing we have not done here in episode 100B. And that is to thoroughly get caught up. Catching up with Eric and Cody and Tim. After that, uh, that eagerly long-awaited uh, top fifty segment, we took a break. We have come back a few days later. We are energized. We are ready. We are ready. We're not. We're not reviewing any more beers. But Eric's got Eric sipping on a beer. I'm actually grabbing yep. a. This is one maybe we'll do on the show later. It's a modern. Oh, there we go. A modern times uh, dungeon map. <laughs> oh, wow. I've, I've heard of modern times. I mean, I think we've had their beer on the show, but I've never heard of that particular one. Yeah, I, I have not. But I think, Tim, you've got your Starbucks or at least coffee <laughs> in a Starbucks Star- cup. I've got my Starbucks cup, but I've actually got a cup of tea. It's Ooh. probably tea time with Tim this time. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. That's after uh, after your... The uh, the Patreon interview you guys did, and everyone was drinking teas. Now Tim's feeling he's in a tea mood. Yep, yep. What was it? Dirty water. Dirty water. Exactly. Dirty water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So catching up is something we do every month, where we simply catch up on what we've been up to. And uh, some of us have been eating burgers, and some of us have been playing games. But only Tim has been doing both. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had. Um... Uh, a, a night out and uh, went over to see my good friend Gary. Um, we decided we were going to go and grab a burger from somewhere, uh, probably go out for a meal, as in go to a pub and sit down or something like that. And the state of the, the situation over here in the UK at the moment is pretty much all the pubs are closing down. Oh, shoot, really? <laughs> yeah. Just because really? they, can't they can't remain prof- profitable? exactly that yeah i can't afford to actually use the energy to cook food and all that sort of stuff it's just way too expensive um so we managed to find somewhere that neither of us had been to for a takeout burger um i can't remember the name of the place now was it festive burger or festival i've got the app still on my phone <laughs> oh roy- royalty takeaway there you go it's very apt for england you didn't, didn't have takeaway. festive in it at all no no um <laughs> But uh, yeah, the burger was absolutely epic. Really, really good. So we're gonna we're gonna go back there the next time, I think. Um, and then we just uh, hung out at, at his place. Uh, we played some games. Um, his laser active broke for a little while. <laughs> That's right. I remember <laughs> seeing that. That's 
The laser it's active wor- was, uh, I know it's got a turbo graphics built into it or PC yeah. engine built into it, right? Yeah. The, well, they're modules. Um, so you can get, uh, a, they sort of like the modules slide in and slide out. So there's a, a PC engine module. Uh, there's a Genesis mega drive module. Um, and of course it's a, a laser disc and a CD player and everything like that. It's really, really cool. Was that like Japan only or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's why. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it's very nice. Um, uh, so what what did we, oh yes, we ended up, um, then playing some Dreamcast. So he played some Dreamcast games. Um, and then we, we got to talking about his Dreamcast and what he's got and all that sort of stuff. Um, and he's got the, was it the GDMU in there? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so he was, uh, this one was an- another modded one, which was, had a really cool, I think it's like a purple or a blue, blue transparent case. It Re- looks really good. And he said, Oh, nice. I've got another one over here. So he just pulled out this Dreamcast, which is now mine. Oh, <laughs> I just nice. handed you a Dreamcast. To be modded up the Wazoo as well. Okay. <laughs> so, so I mean, one in. you had a Dreamcast before, it just wasn't modded, right? Yeah, that's right. So All this right. is this one. Gary very kindly um, gave me on a permanent loan. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. So this one's also got HDMI. It's changed onto the a different power as well. Um, this is the, I, th- I think this is a PAL one. Um, so it's a UK region. So I don't wouldn't have had to worry about the power anyway. But it's all been changed over. Um, so, wow! I can tell it's PAL just by the fact that the Dreamcast logo on the top was blue, which makes it look way cooler than the R. It's the exact same Dreamcast, but ours is orange. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yours, and it looks the, better in blue. I think the Japanese region was red, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Blue looks anyway. the best. So, yes. So, um, but that yeah. one's been modded up the wazoo, man. Different power, HDMI. Yeah. Yeah. Although Eric, and- now that I think about it, yeah, you know what you should have, Eric. I'm surprised we you don't have one yet, and I feel like now we should get one for you. What is it? The Sports Dreamcast. Because do you know why? No, why? Do you remember the Sports Dreamcast? Yeah, the black, the black colored one. Yeah. Yep. And in America, what color is the Dreamcast logo? Orange. Yeah. Black so and orange. Black and, black and orange. That would be pretty slick. I'm surprised you don't have the black and orange Dreamcast. I mean, I've never even seen one here. And you need to put it next to your uh, your black and orange MSX. Get your MSX on. <laughs> um, Goodness. Er, so er, while Eric is over there repairing himself. <laughs> Went down the wrong way there. All right. I'm good. What, el- what else have you been repairing? You still with us, Eric? <laughs> yes, I'm still here. So the ZX Spectrum uh, 48K um, system that I have that uh, I got from Tim. Thank you, Tim. Um. Tim had done the composite uh, mod for me, and it's all—it's worked great all these uh, all these years, several years now, right? Yep. That was one of the early things you sent over. Um, it's been working great, but it started to get a little uh, loosey goosey in the back. So, like when you would shake the cable, it would flicker on the screen pretty badly, and sometimes it would just blank out. Isn't that just kind of part of the whole spectrum thing, Tim? <laughs> the whole- no, it's just my dodgy soldering. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> which one? No, which one am I thinking of? The ZX81? 
the the ZX81 the... is where you got the 16k RAM pack and you can't touch the, you can't, can't touch, touch it. it. It's got the 16k <laughs> RAM pack and it just right. and off. You, you've got to like put rubber bands on it and do all kinds of things to kind of hold it in, like yeah, force but, it to but, stay still. Most people use blue tack. <laughs> blue tack. I don't know what that is. Is that the it's, sticky? Yeah, it's like the the sticky blue stuff. It's almost like a Sugru kind of. Sugru, like per, a glue. permanent modification. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I opened it up and I, I have opened it a couple of times uh, in the past just to look and see if I could see any problems and I never did. Uh, but finally, I fired up the soldering iron. I just reflowed everything and it's it's as good as it's going to get. Like it was never like, uh, you know, it's it's not a not a great, you know, the, the mod's not like a really solid mod. It's not your doing, Tim. It's just, it's not like this. It is my doing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mine's it's just not a, you did mine. I don't know. But anyway, so it, it, it's great now. And then that, that gave me the opportunity to play some games. And really all I did was maybe for two or three hours, I played all of um, uh, Happy Coding's games, um, all the games that he's come out with, the Christmas version of Asteroids where they're snowflakes and and Asteroids, uh, what is it, DX. RX? RX. It's RX or DX, something. I, I forget which one it is. And then I played the Jetpack. Triple uh, X. Yeah, man. Triple <laughs> X, ooh. Jetpack Triple X. That's a But we... Uh, I, I just played those for two or three hours, literally. And all of his, all of his games are just amazing. Like if anybody out there is that he goes by different names, ZX coding or happy coding, or he goes oh, by he, a few different names. Doesn't happy he? Coding is normally the one he goes by. Yeah. That's the only one I'm aware of. Yeah. He's he needs a YouTube uh, channel as well on that. Hasn't he? Yep. He needs more kudos though. Cause his games are fantastic. Some of the best on, on the ZX spectrum bar none. Yep. So anyway, that's what I did on there. Um, let's see here. Yeah, how are you going to transition to this? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm going to just let you take it. Talking What's going on, Cody? <laughs> v, v, the letters V and K are two letters of the alphabet, but if you want four, I don't know. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4, I've been playing it. That's basically oh, nice. my update. Yep, I've been playing it on my Switch. Uh, I'm into it. I'm, in, I'm back to enjoying it as much as I enjoyed the first one, I believe. Yeah, um, it's where do you get the K? Game. Is it Chronicles of C? Valkyria, I don't know. That's right. Oh, Valkyria. Okay, yeah, okay. I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough. It doesn't matter as long as I know what it says. <laughs> it's show notes. That's um, right. That's right. But yeah, no. I mean, there's nothing much to say about it. I I remember playing the first one and then getting really into it, playing all the way through it, and then getting all excited for the PSP one, Valkyria Chronicles mm-hmm. two, and it didn't catch me the same. I don't know if it was a small screen or what, um, but it's a very Unlike uh, something I would normally play, it's a very anime-styled game, but it's kind of that cell-shaded mm-hmm. anime, and it's 3D, but it's tactical, and it's kind of like tactical until you select a character and move them, and while you're moving them, it's in real time. It's an interesting mix of things. that I don't know why it works, because it doesn't sound like it should, but it does. Um, super cool, kind of steampunky, um, kind of steampunky, um, like kids like again everything over there every anime thing is some like 18 year old like all these 18 year olds fighting each other in these wars um (laughs) but yeah it's a lot of fun you got to figure out if you're going to be a you know you got your 
your loadout of snipers and which rifles they're going to carry. And then your shock troopers that are going to go up front with the big firepower. And then your sni- your, uh, your scouts that it can run long distances and they have a small rifle and tanks and all kinds of stuff. Anyways, it's, it was a good time. Never tried number three, but one and four are of the same ilk and very good. So I think the only one I've played a lot of was one, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like the first one. I loved it. And then I know I downloaded one on the switch, but I don't remember which, which one that was. I'm pretty sure it was four. And I never got back to it for some reason. It's not like I didn't like it. I just probably got busy and just completely forgot about that's, it. But that's you in every game right now. It is, but it's a franchise I really like. Uh, I, I enjoyed number one very much. I think I, I don't know if I beat it, but I got really close. I got, I played almost the whole game. Yep. Yeah, it's a good one. So from games about tank engines, we go to PC engines, right, Tim? Well, we, we do and we don't. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so my uh, PC engine mini. Um, Which I've really wanted one. Oh, you can have this one because it's broke. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> really? Yeah, I haven't. I, I think I've used it at some total of like two times. Um, so I thought, well, I'd break it out the other day and actually just give it a quick, I don't know, blow the dust off for the want of a be- better metaphor. Um, and uh, yeah, switched it on. Everything came up okay. Plug, plug the controller in. Hmm. Can't do anything. It's just playing music at me. I can't can't move anything. So plugged it in the second USB port. Mm, nothing. No, won't work. Okay. Uh, so switch it off, switch it back on again. Maybe it locked up or whatever. Still the same thing. I thought, well, the PC engine pad will probably do something if I plug it into a PC. So let's see if the PC engine pad is hosed. Uh, plug that in there. Mm. It appeared on the PC, so it seemed to come up. I thought, well, I'll try the Genesis pad in the front of the uh, PC <laughs> engine, see if that would do anything. Um, obviously, the Genesis Mini. Um, and, yeah, no, that didn't do anything either. Um, so then I did a quick Google search and found that this is an extremely common thing, um, that lots of people have had this particular problem. Um, and there was one particular guy who'd done a video about it repairing it. Um, so he had found that it was the little tiny, I mean, these are absolutely minuscule little chips. Um, okay. so they're surface mount chips um, that you can replace in there for the USB controller. It's basically a USB 2 controller chip. Um, so he's I can't say it successfully repaired his one um so i've got some chips in i just need to get myself up uh what is it one of those hot air yeah rework stations yeah Yeah. that's right the rework stations i've got to get myself one of those or borrow one from someone to try and repair that shouldn't shouldn't be too bad it's only one little chip um have you guys ever done that like use one of those rework guns to redo a surface mounted chip i've tried it with no success (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I've watched videos on it, and I have a rework gun, and I bought it in case I had to do something like that. Yep. And luckily, I haven't yet. But it looks really, really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I don't, I, and maybe I'm, I'm sure, I hope I get we get some feedback from people saying, "Oh, you're being stupid. It's not hard at all." But when I look at the videos, I'm like, "What are they doing? It's like magic. It's like I, 
I used it to try to take some when I had all those old Commodore 64s. Yeah. I used it to try to take some of the chips off the board. Yeah. Of the old boards so I can clean them up or whatever. And I'm pretty sure just the amount of heat just fried the chip. I'm I'm pretty sure. Like Right. I I, now, now, I eventually I've, got it off, but it was not clean. And at that point, there had been so much heat in that chip. There's no way it works anymore. <laughs> did, you, did you use flux on the legs? I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. I think I've removed if you use flux. Yeah. Now, I've removed components using my heat gun. No problem. Yeah. Like I, I usually take a pair of, you know, like a, like a little, not pliers, but a, you know what I'm Tweezers. talking about. Tweezers. Yeah, little tweezers, and I grab the chip, and I just heat it, and I keep the distance away, and I use the Teflon tape around it so I don't, cr- you know, destroy anything else. But they use those guns to put chips on, mm-hmm. and I d- that does not look like it's like like it like it will actually work. I think you've got to get in there pretty quick, but once you've removed the chip. You've got yeah. to have the other one there pretty quick. So you've still got that residual heat in the board and the pads. Or yeah. you can clean up the pads. You can reflow the reflow the pads, put some flux on the pads, reflow the pads, and um just well, I've seen people put the little liquid the, over. Yeah, flux, put the little yeah. liquid solder on each little part and then you heat it up and it's supposed to it, it, it doesn't look possible to me. It looks like yeah. impossible to Well us. we'll wait until next month when Tim tells us on how it went for him. <laughs> broken mess it will be melted and <laughs> uh, i tell you i'd send that right to frank at retro rewind retro rewind.ca and i would beg him to fix it for me i'd be like fix this for me well, here's my other question about it is okay let's say you've successfully replaced that chip if it's a like for like chip is it just going to happen again uh possibly but i've got about five chips there so <laughs> <laughs> So every time I want to play this, I just need to put about two hours worth of uh, solder work into my my PC engine. Perfect. Yeah, but, but my but my reflowing skills will get good. <laughs> there you go. Get good, bro. Just get good. Um, speaking of skills, how about your street skills, Eric? Yeah, my street skills. So I I grabbed a new game, but first I want to talk about this other game, Risk of Rain Two. I heard so much about this game. And it's it's one of the ones that Steam Deck approved, so it's, it works perfectly on the Steam Deck. I downloaded it, and I suck so bad at it that I, I regret buying it now. And I, it was cheap. I bought it on sale for like twelve ninety nine or whatever. But and I just need to play it a little more to get better at it. But it's one of those games. I'm sure you guys have experienced this, where you pick up a game and you're like, "Why am I so bad at this game?" I'm always amazing at all games. I don't I don't know. What you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. No. Um, but that brings me to this other game I got on sale. Uh, oh, really I quick, tell I, you guys. Risk of Rain, I've, I've heard of that too, and I've looked into it, and for yeah. whatever reason, it just didn't appeal to me, but I kept hearing good things, which keeps it in the back of my mind. But It's highly rated too. I'm just, yeah. I just really suck at it. But anyway, but this other game, I'm in love, guys. Uh-oh. I'm in love. <laughs> what about Brotato? Did you finish Brotato first? Well, I, I beat Brotato with a couple different characters. I'm never going to finish the whole game. I think that game's like super long if you unlock uh, everybody and try to beat it with everybody. Um, but this game, Streets of Rogue. Now, Streets of Rogue, I don't know if you've heard it. Yeah, if you could pull up a little video, I it might be easier to explain bit. it. Um, and it's not a new, new, really new game because I've I've watched some uh, replay, like reviews of it and stuff like that from a couple years ago. Um 
Streets of Rogue, the best way to explain it is it's almost like a tabletop RPG game, but it's it, it's it's in like a sandbox where you can literally do anything in the game. Um, but it does have goals. So, I mean, there are goals to do, like their little quests you go on and it, it unlocks other characters and it unlocks different things. But ultimately in the game, and it's multiplayer, you can play with multiple people or you can play by yourself. And you have to figure out how to achieve the goals in the game and you can do anything you want and you find the craziest ways hmm. to actually solve the problems in the game. So like, let, let me give you an example so of a, a crazy game. game that I, it's a puzzle let me game. Give you a crazy thing that I did. Eric so I was a, a soldier. I think I, I was playing the character of a soldier and the goal, the thing was, you, you need to break into this prison and break through the jail and release this guy. And then you, you win, you get that victory and you get the rewards for that victory. And so like, I, I I'm like, okay. And I tried just the, the storming the prison and I get, kept getting killed and it's a rogue. So you just go back to the beginning, you go back to this other area and you can, you know, cash in chicken nuggets. Cause that's the currency in this game for some reason. <laughs> and if you, you can cash in chicken nuggets and like get things that will actually stick with you even after you die. So that's kind of the roguelike kind of element to it. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. So anyway, so I'm like trying to figure out how am I going to break this guy to prison? I keep getting killed. And I go in other parts of the world and I find this um, liquid that makes you grow. Okay. So like, I took it and I became big and I went in there and started smashing the prison and they still killed me. And I'm like, well, crap, what, how do I do this? And I'm just kind of figuring out how to do it. Well, there's an air conditioner to the prison. So I went and I poured the liquid in the air conditioner and it made everyone in the prison big and they smashed through the walls, <laughs> like, like trying to get me and they released the guy and I won. Wow. So like you can do if you can think it, you can do it in this game. That's so crazy. Like, why, could, why couldn't you think, oh, I'll have a, an F-15 come in and blow up the, the, the prison and then release If you the can guy. find the right potion or tool, and you can. If you can find the F-15, you can do that. I don't, there's not, I've never seen F-15 in the game, but yeah, so that would be pretty cool. Then. <laughs> so, so the cool thing is it's an RPG style game where, and it, and it does kind of fit in the theme here because it's retro inspired. I mean, the graphics look very pixelated and small little characters and stuff, but it, it, it is a wild game. And I guess you can unlock like 50 or 30, 30 or 50 different characters that all have different um, abilities and different like uh, XP kind of things. Um it, it it so far I'm having a blast with it, but it is a very open game. Like you literally can just go around doing anything you want to do. That's cool. So, um, but there are goals, and you can unlock different things, and you keep going up levels. It, you're almost like in this building, and you have to go up different levels, and it gets harder and harder, and the the missions get harder. Um, and it's multiplayer. This would be a blast playing multiplayer because I could imagine this. Fun the shenanigans you can set up with like different players doing different things. Like, I mean, you can literally play as a gorilla and like go around as a gorilla. And like when you walk around the, 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 the city, people are afraid of you. They see you and they run because you're a gorilla walking around the town. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, streets of rogue, I'm it's, loving it. Uh, it's I really want to get into it more. I haven't had a ton of time to play it. But enough to realize that this is just my this is a type of game I, I think I could really 
play for a long time. So it's interesting. Interesting. This is the kind of game in the last few months that you've bought a game kind of with this. Um, I'm going to say ugly <laughs> visual aesthetic. Yeah, you're right. And it's, it's like kind of all retro. gameplay, which is fine, except there's nothing that would draw me to this except for the fact that you just explained it. Like, yeah, it looks so, you know, again, mismatch, like the graphics and the way it works. And when things get bigger, they just get big and pixely. They didn't like make a smooth animation. They just took the guy and make it, made it huge. Yeah. But yeah. cool. That's I true. like the concept. Very cool. Now, this next game you're going to talk about, Cody, I want to hear about this because I've I've come this close to buying this game several times. So kind of like but you the, said when you said a high-rated game, right? And in fact, we talked yeah. about our favorite games of the year, and I read off some of the games of the year um, from some of the highly rated websites. And this, I had actually never even heard of it, but all of a sudden it was listed for all kinds of game of the year awards for indie game or like, you know, modern old school game or something like that. And this game is called Tunic. I literally knew like nothing about it, but guess what? It was on Xbox Gold, so it cost me zero dollars to try. Well, it cost me fourteen ninety nine a month, but yeah, it was already there. I had already, I already paid for the month, so I'm like, you know what? I'm downloading it. I'm going to give it a try, and it is a really fun, cool game. It is uh, basically an isometric Zelda game. Um, it plays like an action RPG Zelda game. You're this little fox. Um, I guess his name's Tunic. You know, he wears a tunic. And um, it's kind of a game where you kind of have to just play through it to get it. I can't, I'm not going to explain much about it that, it, you know, it's going to blow you away the way I describe it. Um, you can see a very large boss battle here. But, um, you know, it's definitely, it's not an easy game. It is a game where you are going to die a lot until you figure out where you need to go next. Um, but you can get, you know, you collect things that upgrade different uh, attributes you get different weapons but not too too many weapons i think i'm i'm like only on my fourth weapon and i've played for like 20 hours uh, i think i'm pretty close to towards the end of the game at this point but it's very much like a zelda um you you go around the world i would say there's some metroidvania elements in the fact that there's areas of the world you can't uh, get past until you get the right either ability or weapon uh, but it's an action rpg it's kind of cute. It's family friendly, but the coolest thing about it, and you're kind of seeing some of it now, is the entire thing is written. The entire game, when you like read signs or learn about things, it shows this um, kind of hieroglyphics. Grif- I can't yeah. say it, hieroglyphics looking language, mm-hmm. and over time, your character reads other things and learns things, and it starts deciphering these. So you can, can't read things until you go further in the game, then you start being able to read things. It's like you're decoding the language. And then you'll find little pieces of paper all over the world. And as you find them, they get added into your playbook. And so you were just looking at there, or or your manual, if you will. So you literally have no idea what you're doing when the game starts. And eventually you start getting these pages that look exactly like the manuals you would get with an original NES game. Yeah. So you'll get page, just page 10, and if you flip it over, it's page 11, right? Yeah. You're like, shoot, where's where's everything before and after it? As you collect it, you start putting the manual together, and it looks just like an NES manual. It's super cool, and it kind of gives you hints and tricks and things to try, and you'll get all kinds of items. You don't know how to use them until you read it. It explains what it does, and you're like, oh, that's how that works. So there's this constant discovery going on, and... um 
it's really fun. I don't know if it's mind blowing. I don't know if it's a uh, game of the year. Maybe it is. I don't know. Everyone's got to give a really high praise, but I definitely think it's an AA minus game somewhere in there. Definitely cool. Uh, definitely worth trying. I think a lot of people are really going to love it because it's very easy to understand. But as you play, you learn more and more about it. And it's exciting and fresh and new in that way. But also very old school. So yeah. the only the, the one thing that turned me off about this game was that it did seem to have quite a bit of puzzles in the game. Um, what, what are your experience so far? Is it more action oriented oh, with light with light puzzles or is it just full of puzzles? Oh, it's light puzzles. It's action. Okay. I mean, you have to try to figure out, you'll get to points where you're like, wait, no. So what do I do next? I, I can't get past here. I can't get past here. And eventually you find some new sword and you're like, oh, well, you start swinging it around. Oh, the sword can like break through these bushes. I never could get past these bushes before. So now I have this new sword. I can get past these bushes. Okay. You know, that kind of a puzzle. That's about it. It's okay, not, good. No, no different to a Zelda game, by the way. Yeah, is Zelda. It respect? Yeah. 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 Okay. And like, and like those things shoot at you. So eventually you, you get a shield. So now you can block with the shield. And now you can get past those things. You know, it's kind of, here's a, okay. here's a roadblock. How do you get past it? Oh, here's how I get past it. Great. Okay. Yeah. So, Okay. I just want to make sure there wasn't those crazy puzzles where it's like, hey, you got to move this thing in this way and that way and like, like, nope, pull these levers in some way to open this door. I, a I hate like, that stuff. Um, a bit like the uh, the shrines in Zell in Zelda yeah. Breath of the Wild, yeah, where you've got to do certain things with yeah. your different powers, like your magnesis and your um, yep. freezing yeah. thing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. These big boss battles are difficult. Okay, but yeah. No, it's it's very cool. I might have to pick this up when it's on sale next because I I did I, I like I said I I have come very close to buying this many times. I think you'll like it a lot. I'm gonna cool. get that today because it'll be on my Xbox. As there well. you go. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, buying things uh, cost money. Yes, but but Tim's been grinding for money, haven't you? I've been grinding for credits. Yeah, I've been getting back on the the Gran Turismo Seven grinding money train. <laughs> um, <laughs> mostly because I was uh, flicking through YouTube the other day, um, and there's one one YouTuber that I occasionally watch videos from for Gran Turismo Seven stuff, and he does the the crazy tunes on cars. Um, so it gets you you know nice cars within certain powerpoint limits or whatever they call it performance points um so you can take them on to um uh, races and sort of like grind out um so one of them was uh, the toyota celica or celica hey. <laughs> <GT4. Hey. laughs> i recognize that name yeah um, and that's that's a car I used to have myself. So this one kind of like, oh, that's cool. Um, and this is the, sort of like the WRC version, the rally, the proper rally one with the decals and all that sort of stuff. So all, all done out nice. properly. And this was um, uh, one that was uh, di- specifically designed so you could do uh, the circuit Le Sarth or the Le Mans 24 hour circuit. Um, and it's a, it's a really cool race actually. Um, so it, it takes about half an hour to do one and you win just short of a million, million credits for the race. Um, but one addition that they've put in recently that I didn't know about until I watched this video is you get, um, a weather radar. Hmm. Um, so the problem with this 
this particular Le Mans race is the weather is random. So you, without this weather radar, you never know when the weather, when the weather's going to change sort of thing. You can see the sky and all that sort of stuff. So obviously you've got uh, to make sure you time your pit stops to come in with uh, changing your tires and all this sort of stuff. But you can put the weather radar on now. How long of a Le Mans race are we talking about at this point? Sorry? How long is this particular Le Mans race? It's not a Le Mans race. It's the track circuit. Okay. So I was going to say, I didn't know, because I remember in the last Gran Turismo, you could do a full-on, like, real-time 24-hour Le Mans race. Yes, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, that sounds awful. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, it's, it's not that. No, it's only it's only half an hour. Um, okay. So it's a 30-minute <laughs> race. So normally in that time, you get between seven and eight laps, depending on how, how you're doing. Um, and the laps are around about, well, obviously they're about sort of like three to four minutes a, a, a lapse that sort of thing um so depending on the weather if you get really bad weather then the laps go up to about five five and a half minutes um but yeah it's it's just a just a great great grind i love using that car um and uh yeah it's, it's just just been good fun doing that um been able to buy a few cars that i've been missing because i've been getting out some more more credits on the game um and there's a new update i think that's just come through and we'll we'll talk a bit more about that next month because i'm just gonna oh, get cool. that and um i'm gonna go go through some of that because it's got the new um the new ai in it but i can't use that because i've only got ps4 so uh, uh, that's all i have too yeah, yeah. So, the, but there's some new stuff anyway. I was gonna say yeah. I haven't I haven't loaded it for quite a while. So there's probably been a few updates since I last played it. Yes, worth, worth definitely worth updating. Uh, cool. So yeah, um, back on that. And uh, occasionally, when I'm playing GT7, my uh, family watch me playing GT7. So, uh... <laughs> so that brings me to my next one. But hey, I want I want to ask you, Tim how how do you pronounce Celica over there? Silica. Silica. Really? It's silica. Yeah. Which sounds yeah. like a like a rare mineral, like a semi precious yeah, exactly. stone. Like, ooh, November, I'm gonna get you a silica necklace. <laughs> I, I I'm always blown away how like the first time I heard um I, I was listening to a podcast and I heard them say aluminum. Aluminium. 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 That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> aluminium. That, that's nuts. It's aluminum. It's not. It's aluminium. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I had some family, and I, I, I always screw this kind of family tree stuff up. So it is my wife's niece, my wife's niece cousin. Don't overthink I, it. I'm we're going to go with that. No, we're going to go with that. I don't want to no, hear no, it No, it's not. It, I blew it. I already blew it. My wife's oh, niece husband. That's it. That's the right thing. So what is that to me? I don't know. And I don't really care. But he came over and um, he came and visited. And so like he was a big gamer. So he was very interested in about the podcast. And we talked, I talked about the podcast. Is he listening then, now? Hopefully he's listening now. And you just totally told him you don't care. <laughs> no, I, I don't, I don't care about the family tree names and stuff. No, I, I got you. I got you. Um, but so like I sat him down, I showed him some of the retro computers and stuff, but um, we really wanted to mess around on the switch and cause he has a switch mess around the switch. And I showed him the steam deck too. So when we were playing the steam deck, I showed him Hades um, because I had re I've repurchased Hades on the steam deck. I have it on the switch as well, but I wanted to play it again. So we played on the steam deck and he played that and he fell in love with it. And I think he ended up buying it on his switch but we also got back into pinball, virtual pinball. And I, I just want to throw this out for 2023 for the next episode. We got to do more like 
of the virtual pinball episodes because I had a blast like replaying them again. And I played a lot of the Family Guy table and the um, oh yeah the, the yep. American Dad one too. Yeah, and um, that's that's one thing that we didn't pick up on our um, on our previous episode when we were talking about games that we all played that we loved because we had some good battles on that, didn't we, with high scores? And we still need to because when I was in there, I saw all of our high scores and I was like, oh, man, I so that was we got to get back into this. Pinball FX 2, I believe, is what we were on. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. On the Switch with the Tate mode screens when we did that. Yep. Yep. And that's, I said it all up because I figured he'd, he hadn't seen it before and he hadn't. And I was like, hey, look, check this out. This is on the Switch. You have this. You just need to get this monitor that rotates. And he played it for about an hour straight, just like loving it. And yeah, yeah. it's fun. And what's not to love? I mean, with the vibration and the controller, like the pro controller vibrates, like it just has such a great pinball feel um, that we ended up playing that for, like I said, an hour to, or an hour or two and just loving it. So we got to do that again in 2023 here coming up. Agreed. Speaking yeah. of that, speaking of uh, of that, <laughs> of redoing stuff. Yeah, sure, I'm getting, I've gotten worse at these transitions. Anyway, tell me about <laughs> tell me about this, Cody. Um, yeah, so this is not game related at all. We'll just say I'll make it game related by saying um, everyone on the show, if they've listened for a while, know that I get very uh, obsessed with hobbies and I get deep into them and I do it quick. So. Yeah. Some of the money I would have spent on games and old systems, I've now spent on these random things. So, if you remember last show, Eric named it like incense something because I was like lighting incense in here. <laughs> yeah. And it was that like stick incense where you burn the little bamboo stick and, you know, it smells like something exotic and weird and very, very uh, intense. Pungent. Yeah. But now, my friends, I have gone past that and learned about Japanese incense. Oh, he's evolved. Oh. He's evolved. And this stuff is amazing, and it's like three times the price, but it is so much better. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I have it lit right now. I'm, 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 I'm enjoying it at the moment, but uh, there's a whole rabbit hole to go down there. The other thing I've gotten into is pointy things. Oh. Oh, oh a little nice. <laughs> Stabby. So, so, yeah, in that amount of time, I've, I don't know, I've even told myself very recently, like, I get into hobbies all the time. So I don't understand how people get into knives. Like, what are you going to do with a knife? And yeah. I'll tell you what you guys will do in, with a knife. Absolutely nothing. You can't You can't find anything you can cut. You're like, man, I have cool knives. What am I going to cut now? And there's never anything to cut. You, like, open the mail with it. You do stupid things. Like, the other day, I, I was pulling up to my mailbox. I couldn't quite reach the mailbox from my window. So, I flipped out this big, like, 8-inch knife and reached in with the tip and pulled my mail towards me. That's what you do with a knife. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're, wow. I'm, just, I'm enjoying just flipping them, fidgeting yeah. with them. Yeah. And uh, anyways, that's that's all I have to say about that. I'm not going to get all. I was going to say I could nerd out there, on it, but for a minute there, I thought you'd say I've uh, been been back to San Francisco, been down to Chinatown, and got China. me some knives. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for thirty two dollars, I came back with every uh, weapon you could want from a Ninja Turtle. Yeah. Uh, size. <laughs> I got my nunchucks. I got my yeah. My, my my son got into like knives for a little while. Like he he wanted a butterfly knife, and oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I got him one that wasn't a knife. Obviously, they it call was it just, a trainer, right? It's the trainer, and he was like, he got really good at. It. He's like, you know, flipping there it around go. or whatever. And then, uh, 
I, I, I understand the knife thing. Knife, I mean, knives are handy. You know, they, they do you, if you have one on you and you have to cut something, it's handy to have it right there in your pocket. And when I was a kid, I remember when my dad got my, me, my first pocket knife, it's probably yep. like nine or 10 or something. And I didn't kill myself with it. You know, but the best so, part about it, I find it hilarious too. My wife's terrified and she's like, why are you like doing that? Like, I'm just sitting here. I don't know if you listen to the show, you probably heard these noises happening in the background because I've been doing this yeah. since we started. But um, but she's like, you're going to cut yourself or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm not. It's fine. But then I'm watching these videos of all these guys reviewing knives and they're yeah. like talking about the action and pulling out. And they've got like three out of their fingers have Band-Aids on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I man. It. But it is funny because I'll just walk up and I mean it. I'm like tongue in cheek about it, but I also kind of mean it at the same time. I was walking around the house like, hey, girls, uh, you mean to like cut anything for you or <laughs> they're like, dad, shut <laughs> looking up. for a reason. Yeah. When you're when you're a hammer, everything's a nail, right? Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, that And now I want to ask you this because I know you're always very savvy with your hobbies. Have you found an inexpensive place to buy these knives or online? Online, everything's just like, online now, you like know? on eBay or a special knives, knives, knives.com or something Pretty like that. Pretty close, yeah. Blade HQ is one. Oh, Blade HQ, yeah. That's yeah. I just got it. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you'd be hanging about in the what is it, the Bass Shop? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I've gone Bass in there, I've gone to yeah. Bass Pro, yeah, yeah. So, There's quite a few of those up here. Um, cool. where are we at? Where are we at? Oh, yeah. Speaking of pinball, which is what we were talking about before I went off topic. <laughs> yeah um i broke out my uh, i think i mentioned it uh, maybe last catching up maybe not sure might be in the one before um i acquired a, a little um ibm thinkpad uh, as a pentium yeah, yeah. um so i've got that running with windows xp and i was just uh looking on some abandonware sites uh, yeah. just for any sort of like older pc windows stuff that sort of thing Really quick, I have to point out, I'm pretty sure that looking at abandonware sites, in that act is retro at this point as well. Oh, like, yeah. I can't remember the time yeah. I went to an abandonware website. That was like <laughs> that was like the early 2000s, which is like retro. Definitely. <laughs> that was meta. You just, you just never know what you're going to get when you go to one of those websites. In <laughs> <laughs> pop-ups. I usually remember pop-ups, but that's retro now. You don't get pop-ups anymore. <laughs> remember you're fighting, you're hitting all the X's like, no, 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 go away, go away. um so yeah i come across a sierra online game which was 3d ultra pinball creep night Uh, yeah and uh yeah i've I've been playing some of that that's a that's a nice game um it's kind of um i don't know obviously uh creepy nightmare themed that sort of thing um the graphics are very much of its time they're sort of like not high res but not really pixelated um they're kind of in between just sort of like nice um high quality vga um pc graphics i guess um you've got uh i think it's three different tables but they kind of like each table has got um different uh so you've got three different parts to each table so you've got like your main play field and then you've got one bit off to the right one bit off to the left and then you've got some ramps and um uh, some shoots that you can get the uh 
to the ball to the other side of the table. Um, but there's just, it's what I call sort of like quite a busy pinball. There's a lot going on um, around you in the periphery that's not actually connected to the table. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a nice game. Uh, there's some good scores to be had in there. Um, great sound effects and some nice music in there. So, um, yeah, you can get that off. Uh, I think it's just literally the abandoned wear or whatever it is. Um, you can just grab it off there. It'll probably play, um, you know, quite nicely on a, on a emulator as well or something like that, I guess. Um, isn't it, isn't it funny that you can always look at a PC game and know it's a PC game? It, no, like it's a PC game. Yeah. Like if I saw yeah. this and I was like, okay, what system is this on Genesis, super Nintendo or dreamcast, whatever I'd be <laughs> like, Nope, that's a PC game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just the yeah. way the graphics are. It's just a total PC game. But I do remember the slew of pinball games that came out on PC mm. And there were tons of them, and they were all actually really pretty solid, kind of fun games. I think Microsoft did a pinball simulator as they well. Did. They did. They yeah. did. Yeah. 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 I need to need to check that one out. But yeah, it's, it's like I say, this if we're doing some pinball stuff, there's I think there must be a, a world of games on the PC for for pinball, um, avoiding the really bad um spider pinball conversions i think was it spider soft that did a load of pinball conversions of like pinball fantasies and pinball dreams and hmm, man they know. sucked on the pc oh they were I, I have to say that to me the amiga also has a very amiga look every time i see an amiga game i'm like that's an amiga yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, think, I mean, there's a lot of Amiga games that look like Genesis because they share the same processor. Um, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Most, mostly because most of those games were ported from the Amiga to the Genesis. So, yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Hey, All right. Yep. Looks like a uh, fun one. Ba, ba, ba. Back to the document here so we know where we're at. My bad. Here you go, Eric. Yeah. Speaking so, of, of Spires, I don't know. <laughs> oh, geez. I give up. Pimple game slayed me. Oh, <laughs> oh! There we go. Um, so, having owned Slay the Spire for it, it would be years now. I mean, I literally yeah. have have had that game for I don't know three years. Does that sound right? It's about right. Three, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a game. Slay the if for people that don't know, Slay the Spire is one of the first. Um, what would you call it? Like card, roguelike card games. Well, I don't know about right? first, but yeah, it became it kind of popularized the genre a few years back. Popularized it, yeah. I yeah. mean, a lot of them popped up afterwards, kind of trying to emulate the success that Slay the Spire had. Deck building, <laughs> deck building, exactly. Um, and I've had it for a long time, and I've enjoyed it, but I never really got that either good at it or spent the time needed to beat it. But I did repurchase this because I had it on the Switch. I rebought it on the Steam Deck because I wanted that bigger screen. You've been rebuying a lot. I have. You're right. And uh, it inspired me to go back and play it. And I finally beat it with the Ironclad, which is the character in there that you, you know, you can start with different characters, have different abilities. But that's it. I just, I played it so much that I finally beat it with the Ironclad. And uh, speaking of finally doing something. Oh. Yeah, you probably beat it already, right? What, Slay the Spire? Yeah. Yeah, if, uh, yeah I got really into it back when you showed I think you showed it to me, I believe, but um, yep. I, beat, I beat it with all the characters. Oh, geez. So, which is, yeah, I've only which is worth it. it because each character plays a completely different deck, so it's a whole different strategy for each character. 
It is. Yep. And yeah. I, I, I've done the, the Ironclad now, so I'm going to move on to another one. But uh, do you remember the final boss, that big heart kind of thing? Yep. Yeah, that was yep. tough. That was really tough. <laughs> yeah, they get the right combo. Yep. For sure. But anyway, so that's my news for Slay the Spire. So I, 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 I have nothing, guys. I'm not there a, I've gas for the transitions here. So I'm just going to say, <laughs> hey, Cody, over to you. Over to me. Speaking <laughs> of over to Cody, here's Cody. Yeah. Um, just a really quick touch. I wanted to say we even talked about Fradox Revenge a lot, which is that game that came out couple months yes. ago for the ZX Spectrum Next, and I've been meaning to try it and play it, but I had to update my Spectrum Next, which I've finally done, and then Damn. I had to get a PS2-capable mouse, which I finally dug out of a buck bucket, and uh, I finally played it. And it is... The, the moment-to-moment gameplay is a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You're just shooting stuff and all kinds of different power-ups that you go to shops to buy to power up more and magic and creatures, and it is not a difficult game. It is nope. very simple. You just shoot yes. and blow things up and take your time and you will get through it. Pretty big maps. And then I got to level five. So I've been going through all these maps. I'm pretty sure level five is, I'm guessing it's the last level because it's very like dark and lava-y. And the, the texture on the ground is these skulls and bones everywhere. And I mean, obviously we're playing on the Spectrum Next hardware. So this is the hardware it's made to, right? There's only one spec really out there. And it is just choppy and like two frames a second to the point where I cannot play it. But the first four levels were amazing. And then level five, all of a sudden, I'm like trying to play this, this level. I can't see what is happening and I'm dying. I'm losing health and I don't see anything. And it just stopped working. It just wasn't. I mean, it kept working poorly, but it was. Did, did you juice up the megahertz on it? Juice it up. Um, I, I mean, I didn't touch it because it was how the game was set to run. I don't know. The beauty on the next though, is you can juice up the megahertz. Like you can like, you can boost it up. I think that's typically for the older stuff, but the new stuff I think runs at whatever tells it to run. I don't know. It, I was very disappointed. So the good thing is it does kind of save where you left off. Yeah. So I should be able to get right back to where I'm at. And hopefully there's an update or something which can clean that up. I don't know, but. It's, uh, I mean, it's unplayable. I can't play it after level five, but I still recommend the game. Really well oh, done. I love the game, it's but gorgeous. I don't know if it's I, fun. I can't remember if I got to level five or not, so I'll, I'll have to try that out. Yeah, but awesome, awesome game, especially for a, you know, from a very small one or two person team. I'm guessing. Um, hopefully, an, an update will come out to fix that. But yep, cool. Tim's got another pick up here. No, no, you well, don't. You got no, you, you no, got another put I bro- down. I broke another thing. Another thing <laughs> broke. <laughs> For the want of a better way of saying it, their head has been chopped off my Medusa. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, no. oh, wait. Work. <laughs> Hold on. Do you have the? Are you probably holding it up or something? There it is. Yeah. What happened yeah. to it? Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, I plugged it in. It powers up. The little display comes up. You put something into the SCART connector and it just sits there and does nothing. So the whatever it is inside here that recognizes that something is connected is not working. Um, <clears throat> so uh, we've been on to because this this was purchased by Gary and I've kind of like paid him for it and all that sort of stuff. But obviously we've had to go back to the store where he purchased it from. It wasn't directly from Lotherek. Um, And 
they've said because it's all under warranty so it needs to needs to get sorted um yeah they've said no we don't deal with it um you have to go back to lotherek which is in poland um, mm-hmm. so uh i basically uh, they kind of like went one email to them the other one then didn't reply so it sat for like three weeks. Like, is someone actually going to take ownership of this? Um, and no one did. So um, I've kind of like um, sent a few uh, come on guys emails. Irritated emails. <laughs> um, so I think we've actually got it to the point where it does have to go back to Poland and uh, Lotharek will sort it out. Um, but yeah, um, so. At the moment, I can't use my Medusa, which is a bit annoying because I use I kind of like got everything rigged up for that. Um, yeah, and now I can't I can't really do anything. I can go back to my old HDMI thing, I suppose, but it's not not quite the same. But anyway, so that's another thing that's broken is the Medusa, which is essentially <laughs> uh, like an upscaler, right? Yes, yeah, that is the the upscaler from Lotharek. The good thing with this one is it not only does it take RGB, but it also takes like the standard composite um, from like Commodore 64 and that sort of stuff. And we'll work on that. Whereas the OSCC doesn't do that. It only takes RGB signals. Um, So yeah, but that that's, that's what the Medusa was kind of like a a Swiss army knife of, uh, (laughs) yeah, of upscalers because you could just literally plug anything in onto that scart socket and off it goes it would do it um so yeah it's sad it's that sucks that medusa's a real pig hey there we go hey back in the house i'm back i'm back baby my my next catching up item is really a news item but um there wasn't news when we did the news but there's news now so, uh, a biggest quest for the Commodore 64, which was like the blockbuster game this year that we keep hearing, we've heard about for about a year, has been released. And I did purchase it and I've got it on my cart flashed and I've played a little bit of it. Nothing I'm going to review or anything at this point, but uh, it looks and what I've played is amazing. So, I got to get it. Yep. Biggest quest, Commodore 64. I think it was 10.99 euro. Uh, so definitely worth it. And, uh, I plan to get so a lot of $120. Is that 120 US dollars? I think it's a, uh, 1200 uh, yen. 1200 yen. Yeah, no, I 12 I'd, million pesos. Our Euro is pretty close to the dollar at the moment right now. So it's, it's like $11. I think it's pretty okay. close. No, I want to get that one. I've seen some videos of it and I, 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 I want it. So I thought I thought there was issues playing not that with with the flash because I thought it required um like almost one meg of one meg of memory that oh I'm playing it and I'm playing it on my kung fu flash mm, okay maybe if I get to a certain point in the game it stops or something but I'm I've been playing it okay. so anyways we have one last news item and it's also a Commodore sixty four related thing isn't it Tim. Yeah, just very, very quick. Um, it's kind of like on the nose for Pixel Gaiden. Um, mm. But it's another Commodore, very quick Commodore 64 pickup that I got. And uh, I got the full box nice. version of Impossible Mission. Not Mission Impossible, <laughs> but Impossible Mission. Yep. That's right. Yeah. I've never seen that case before. That's really nice. Yeah, that is, it's, that... it's basically, it's kind of like the same artwork as the as the disc version. 
yeah came out over which you very kindly sent me actually um but it's kind of like a big bigger bigger cardboard box there's the tape there um and this thing is absolutely in mint condition apart from which i i like anyway but apart from that they've written their top scores on the back of the box in pencil. <laughs> <laughs> nice I know, I know, I know. Collectors hate that kind of stuff. I actually really dig that. No, kind of I, stuff. I, I'm a collector, and I love that stuff. I love. That yeah, collection. I love it because I, I, it means someone really spent some time with it and like wanted yeah. to to note that stuff down. I love finding that stuff. Absolutely. The first thing I do with like like this, it's got like the foam insert. Yeah. Underneath. So the first thing you do is like take that off and see if any, anyone's hidden anything under there, like. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there a 20 pound note under there or something like that <laughs> nope just uh, a bit more nefarious just just a uh, 20 dollars worth of uh, weed that some guy pushed in there and forgot about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or some japanese incense hidden Ooh, in there. if I, I could be so lucky <laughs> or a knife or, or a knife <laughs> just a blade yeah, a bloody knife <laughs> jeez <laughs> who got murdered <laughs> um <laughs> yeah on that note gentlemen yeah uh, i was gonna say that impossible mission is the first commodore 64 game i ever played and i'm glad i started that one because i had a good taste in my mouth from the from the get-go oh it's a good game so, yeah. yeah um but yeah that's 100 episodes of pixel guide in yeah any any final thoughts uh, I'm glad it's going to be another hundred episodes till we have to do this amount of marathon recording. Oh, what? <laughs> We're going to do top 100 eight bit games next. Wow. <laughs> That's going to be a lot of work. Sweet. Cool beans. Right. on. Well, I feel like we need to do this thing proper. So signing off, I'm Cody Hoffman. I'm Eric Nelson. And I'm Tim drew. And, and- it's, it's dangerous, dangerous to go, to go alone. alone. Thank you again for listening. You can find episode information and show notes online at pixelguiden.com. Please follow us on Twitter at pixel underscore guiden. And you can also follow Eric at the project. That's D-U-H project. You can also follow Cody on Twitter at oddball49. That's O-D-D-B-A-1-1-4-9. You can reach Tim Drew as well on Twitter at Sanction, that's S-A-N-X-I-O-N. If you are interested in supporting the show financially, please join us at our Patreon account, that's patreon.com forward slash pixel guide in. Please leave a review to help get our podcast listed higher up on the show rankings. We would also love to hear from you with any comments or input, so hit us up on our email at podcast at pixelguiden.com. <laughs>